Yeah, so I've got the list of episodes up. So Ambush was the first episode uh, premiering on October 3rd. That was the kind of Yoda Dooku episode. And then we jumped into the Malevolence trilogy, uh, Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, and Destroy Malevolence. And then, yeah, October 24th, 2008 was Rookies. Mm-hmm. And uh, that episode was certainly... so good. I actually just went back and started rewatching the beginning of the Clone Wars. I'm now all the way up to, I just finished uh, Duel of the Droids. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm actually watching it chronologically now. And Rookies is still uh, a standout episode. Like, the beginning of the series is good, but Rookies is so far and above an amazing episode that I'm not surprised that that is what where you guys decided to to start uh reviewing did you guys review the i forget did you guys review the movie at the time i i really don't remember and i'm not seeing if we did it would have been on eu cast you know we we didn't have that under the we talk clones uh show yeah Yeah, i can't remember any of that so i remember tom you and i went back so i think we took over was it the second episode yes it was and there was yeah there was a pretty good break between us doing that first episode and then handing it over to you guys. The second yeah. episode came out December 11th. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember when you approached me, Austin, because I, I was unemployed at the time. I was doing the EU cast with, with you and Andrew and just mm-hmm. enjoying it every, every minute of it. And then you approached me and just go, I want you to take over. We talk clones. I'm like, great. And I remember, I remember this specifically. I was like the first thing out of my mouth after you said that was just like, I'll do it, but I need to have a co-host, and I want Steven. And it was like... Uh, just, that warms my heart, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, on, honestly, I did not know that. <laughs> no, honestly, it was because I didn't want to be the guy just to talk by myself. I needed somebody to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. And yep. don't ask me why, Steven, your name came to mind, but you must have been a guest, and it must have been like that immediately came out and just said, I'll do it, but I want a co-host, and I want Steven. Yeah, that at I that remember. point in time, I think I'd done a couple of EU casts as kind of a guest host thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. You know, recording off like some laptop in a bedroom, you know, no audio setup of any kind. Although, to be fair, I don't <laughs> think I got a really good audio setup until like five years down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and I remember we went back and we re recorded because I, I know we reviewed the Malevolence trilogy at some point. Mm-hmm. God, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what, put it this way. Because it's been so long, I cannot remember when we actually started the two of us, but I imagine we covered every single one of those Clone Wars episodes. I don't believe you and I covered the movie. I, I think that think probably so. was done. Yeah, I think that was probably was done on the EU cast. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Tom, you and I started. I, don't, I shouldn't say we started the tradition because I think that tradition came from EU cast first. But we had we were trying to bring in guest hosts throughout. Yep. Throughout the season, and yeah. William, you had far too much free time on your hands. <laughs> well, we kept I kept pulling you in. Kept, well, because I, I remember at the time, um, I, I was on an EU cast a decent amount as well, and um, I was I was working behind the scenes doing a lot of writing for EU Cantina. Um, mm. That and, I remember. And you guys are like, "Hey, you, you want to come on and do this Clone Wars thing?" I was like, "Yeah, I'd love that." And I think I'm trying to remember. I think I might have come on a few earlier episodes. But I remember I consistently started coming on around the Ryloth arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because you, you were like one of our standard always coming back on guests. Yeah, and you, I just couldn't just get like, rid of nope. me. Yeah, we, yeah. so I was like, you know what? Might as well just make him <laughs> part of the show. Exactly. Wow. It's, I've, like I said, I've got the episode kind of listing up, and it's crazy how many names are 
still like even today huge parts of rebels mm-hmm. and you know all these other places and i was like in my brain i was like oh season one was okay and then it started getting better. i'm like jedi crash was the 13th episode of season one and that was a fantastic episode yeah rookies was episode like, five like yeah yeah you guys are making me want to go back and start watching the shows in order, but the chronological order that Star Wars posted, StarWars.com yeah. posted, and watch it that way to get yourself ready for uh, episode uh, season seven. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I, I just started doing that a couple days ago because I'm like, I, I, this show is too good. I need to go rewatch it. It's been a couple of years, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's um, it's amazing how far the the show, both both the Clone Wars and We Talk Clones, has, has come. I mean. From yeah. from you know Austin, you and and Andrews kicking off that first episode or two, and then Tom, you taking it over and bringing on Steven. and then uh, I eventually joined a few few episodes later, and you know we've just become such good friends over the over the show. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I've made so many different friends through We Talk Clones and Ion Cannon. It's just been such a, a wonderful addition to. I, I think th- I think lives. the biggest thing is because it's podcasting in general. I mean yeah. it, it's. It's because of the Star Wars community and because of what we get out there. And we've been, ever since we started the show, we've been very consistent on our voice for this show. And it seems like we've attracted within our group really good people that have, you know, been attracted to this chemistry we have. And it's been great. I mean, honestly, it's been great. Oh, yeah, it's I was going to say, it's it's really a testament to what, you know, Austin, you and Andrew built kind of with Eve yeah. Cantina that like... Mm-hmm. Is it's not just the three of us that are still friends, but you know, Ted used to be part of uh, EU Cantina, and we're still friends with him. Like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of connections made on that site that lasted way longer than I would ever have expected. Yeah, Austin mm-hmm. and, and you know, and Andrew. Uh, unfortunately, Andrew couldn't make it uh, tonight, but uh, you know, you, you guys were, were still friends. Riley and Bethany and Mark and man, I could, I, I could, I actually don't want to stop myself don't forget nathan yeah there's so many people we can start naming that i don't want to forget but like uh you know there's been so many friends that we've made and they've been such a big part of the the show so anyway that's enough like patting ourselves on the back and talk about yay 10 years um let's talk about clone wars ourselves right uh you know (laughs) i was reminiscing i uh i just people are probably getting annoyed with us talking about that but (laughs) but (laughs) no it's it's been it's been so much fun and man we've changed a lot in the last 10 years do, do you want me to repeat again how much has changed? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Steve, Steven and I are both in high school, almost start, yeah. not quite, not quite uh, in college. Yeah, I was a senior in high school at the time. Yeah. And I was the old Which part is... of the group, still am. <laughs> old part so... at the young age of 52, Tom. And look at <laughs> oh! you today. I... <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That's anyway, all right. Sorry. You I... didn't nail it on the head, but you're damn close, sir. I, I didn't know. It's not important, Tom. I know it's not important. It's, it's just a number. I know it's Star Wars. Who cares? Uh, so I know. So I mean, let's let's take a look back at you know the the Clone Wars series itself. I mean, it's it was a as I think everyone knows, it was basically George Lucas's project. He brought in Dave Filoni and mentored him on how to do Star Wars. But George mm-hmm. Lucas was there all the time, helping to. Uh, figure out the 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 ideas for the all the stories and guiding all the writers and uh, and so this was this was really special and it, it, I think it's it started off as a series where they were going to um, just al- almost like rebels in many ways I think Dave Lynn was talking about it during the the Comic Con panel for the 10th anniversary uh, they were going to have a, a, their own group of characters and kind of do the Clone Wars and, and George Lucas said no I want you to play with Anakin and, and Obi Wan and you know I want you to have this uh, you know 
Anakin's Padawan, Ahsoka, and uh, and we what we ended up getting was this great series where we followed you know Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahsoka, but then it would occasionally just decide let's go check in with these other Jedi over here, or these clones, mm-hmm. or it, it kind of gave us this this great look at the Clone Wars from so many different angles, and you really never knew what you were going to get every week, whether it was mm-hmm. going to continue this kind of story or go off and try something different. Uh, you know, maybe it's a, the, the the monster of the week episode or the, the horror episode or the spy episode or the intrigue episode. The um, war episode. The war episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, never like, really knew. And that kind of made it fun. Um, well, there there's also something else that you're forgetting about all this. The Clone Wars gave us a character that originally started out being very divisive and then all of a sudden became one of the most beloved characters within the Star Wars universe, and that was Ahsoka Tano. Because mm-hmm. I do remember. I'll when be she... the first to admit. I'll be the first to admit. Uh, I did not like Ahsoka at the very beginning. I, I, but I, go I ahead. remember going to see, uh, you know, the movie when it, I, I went. To, it was the first Star Wars movie I actually saw. I think at midnight. Everything else, mm. I really was a oh. little. Yeah, I don't think I yeah. first even uh, Revenge of the Sith. I don't think I saw until a day or two after. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like it was actually I'm trying to think Star Wars the Clone Wars might have been one of my f- the first midnight movie premiere I ever went to wow mm-hmm. uh, and I just remember you know it was certainly a different tone for a Star Wars movie than we'd ever gotten before uh, and I just remember the movie ended and someone screamed out rolling death balls because <laughs> there was just you know it was, that was the, it was that type of movie there was a lot mm-hmm. of uh, silliness to it mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, gee. Uh, like, well, that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. My first movie premiere had like half an audience and uh, was kind of iffy. Okay. And uh, like looking at it now, Ahsoka is literally one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Has probably, and I'd actually say she probably had the most character development of almost any character in uh, the modern universe. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. did it, they did it so so well. Uh, Austin, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Since since we, uh, we have to go see if we can dig up that EU cast episode. What what were your thoughts on the Clone Wars movie in the beginning of the series? I remember being uh, pretty disappointed as well. Actually, I think I was expecting something more along the lines of the mini series mm-hmm. that we got. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the Genny Tarkovsky series. Yes, absolutely. That's kind of what I expected, and it was very very different uh, in tone from that, mm-hmm. uh, and. Like you were saying about Ahsoka, you know, she was definitely not a fan favorite at the beginning at all. And I think I was also one of those people who I I didn't dislike her, but there was just things that I was like, there's no reason that I'm going to fall in love with this character. Right. She's fine, but I'm not very interested. And, and that and I think changed over the course of the series. Yeah. And I think when and I'm, I'm going to try to remember back to that time, I think when I looked at it, it's like, you know what? I didn't have a problem with her, but I thought I saw what Lucasfilm was doing. They were trying to bring in, it was a very male dominated show, but they wanted to bring in a female audience. And I think with this, with that character, what probably turned a lot of people off on her originally was it was the sky guy and snips and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff that, okay. I think for a certain age group, it worked. But for the Star Wars fans, like we all are, it was a little bit, a little bit annoying. But as that character grew, how often did you hear her say Sky Guy? Because it got toned down. How often did you hear him say Snips? 
And realize there's a couple times later in the series when that came up, it was, was almost said though. as an endearing, yeah. endearing thing to the characters that made you think back to they have progressed from that far to now and and look at how this character has grown and become such a beloved character. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I was actually, Tom, I remember we talked about a lot of, uh, when we reviewed the show at the very beginning, we talked a lot about how we're, we need to review the show as it's intended. Yes. And we talked about, like, it's not intended as a, you know, it's a different audience. Yes, they're, absolutely. They're skewing a little bit. Like, we're like, we think they're skewing a lot younger. They're, you know, targeting different demographics, mm-hmm. none of which is bad. No. Uh, we talked about, like, you know, this is not, the our Star Wars. And Thank I think, you. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And I, one of the things I think was most magical about Clone Wars is that, as a series as a whole is uh, by the end of it, I think everyone agreed, whoever you were, old fan, new fan or whatever, it was your Star Wars. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And it's something like Dave Filoni, I argue, did the same thing with Rebels. Like it's something he's figured out more than I'd say almost any modern kind of Star Wars directors making something that is broadly appealing in that way mm-hmm. well they, they kind of they kind of grow with the audience in many ways they kind of start a bit younger a bit more you know simplistic stories necessarily not not bad but just um they tend they tend to skew a bit younger and then the series starts to grow and grow yeah. and grow and uh you know a, along with a lot of the the viewers as well and man by the by the end the clone wars was just unbelievable i mean I remember some people just say, oh, you know, I watched a couple of episodes early in the season. I wasn't really sold. It's like, no, stick with it. You know, mm-hmm. they, there was a, you know, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the beginning of the, of the Clone Wars. I think the, they're, they're very good episodes, but the amazing episodes comes, you know, start coming in midway through season three. And I actually have a friend who's going through the Clone Wars for the first time right now. And, um, you know, he, he kind of started the series like, oh, I don't know. I like, uh, I, I didn't quite grab me, and maybe kind of he stopped for a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, "No, you you got to keep watching." And he started season two. He's like, "Oh my gosh, this is getting really good." He's like, "Season season one, he enjoyed. Season two, he's like, this is getting really good." Season three, mm-hmm. he hit the Night Sisters arc. He's like, "Mind blown! I can't believe this is amazing." And I'm like, "Oh, you just wait. It's gonna get even it better. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it just yeah, gets I, better and better from there." Like, <laughs> and I think I think the best thing about the show is they were able to try things. They were able to take like you know. Uh, an idea for a World War II submarine movie and take that idea and put it within the Star Wars universe. I think it was the Admiral Trench episode mm-hmm. where they had that one, I think the ship was not so much cloaked, but there was something like that. And then we were talking about the Zillow Beast, like, you know, the Godzilla episodes and then the Western episode. And they were able to take those themes and bring them in, but tweak them to make them work within the Star Wars universe, which made it amazing. And then the horror episodes, especially the Night Sister arc, where you have the Night Sisters coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was just un unbelievable. So many different, so many different amazing moments. I mean, we we could spend all all night or you know talking about just the beginning of the the season, but we can kind of. Is know, that not what we're? Is that not what we're gonna do? Uh, I, I thought mean, we were just gonna go just hours and hours like the marathon. Yeah. What, I uh, at 121 episodes to to times two hours an episode? That's a long episode. Um, yeah. But, uh, but Austin, you know, I, I, I'm curious, looking back on, on the Clone Wars, do you have a favorite episode or maybe favorite character or, or, or fond memory from the, the show? Um, I don't know about a single episode. I think I almost have to 
put episodes together. You could do arcs. You know, that's that's fair. Do a, do an arc that really stood out to me, which would be the entire Darth Maul arc. Yes. Um, yeah. Really starting at the Night Sisters and going through, of course, I think the the Lawless would be his last episode. Oh. Clone Wars, and that obviously was amazing. But just the combination of bringing back Darth Maul, which was obviously very controversial. But um, once they did it, I think it worked great. He was a great character for the show. He was a great villain because unlike some of the other villains that we had, you know, Dooku, Grievous, Sidious, you don't know what's going to happen to him. So you had that element. And then we combine Obi-Wan, who is my favorite character, and we get his story with Satine. And, you know, you can even weave in all those Satine episodes and the Mandalore episodes and the Death yeah. That It was a really big arc spread out into kind of smaller arcs that they did that made this big story. And I think all of that combined would just be my favorite element. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best thing about the show. So, so good. I, um, yeah, the, 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 what they did with Darth Maul and starting with the night sisters and, and finding Savage oppress and then Savage, um, you know, and his like how powerful it was, and, and finding about his, the you know Darth Maul's brother. I don't think at the time we ever thought we'd actually get to see Darth Maul. We mm-hmm. just thought, no, oh, it's it Darth Maul's brother. That's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then they they went from from Darth Maul's brother to oh my gosh, they're bringing back Darth Maul, and then all the dynamics they did with Bar- Darth Maul and the underworld and fighting up fighting against uh, Count Dooku and Sidious and uh you know and his his dynamics with you know Obi-Wan and, and Anakin it's just like oh they that was some of the I think Darth Maul and Ahsoka are some of the, the, the some of the great content they've done in that series I think another thing another character you're kind of leaving out when it comes to great character interaction um you're looking at Obi-Wan and um oh god the night sister uh oh, god no, no. Oh, oh, sorry, Talzin. no, sorry, no. Night sister. Um, yeah, Mother Talzin. Or no, Mother Talzin. No, Asajj. No. Asajj. Yeah, not the yes, but yeah, Asajj Ventress. Their dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Their dynamic was just, just the little jabs every mm-hmm. once in a while, and and the, the innuendos that went back and forth between the two when they were doing their fights back and forth, just just amazing the interaction and how they were able to pull that off. I mean, it's great to see Savage and Darth Maul, and the, the other thing when you look at. You know, when Darth Maul took over Mandalore, that whole season of Mandalore, and you have him and Pre Vizsla mm-hmm. and yeah. that whole fight thing going on. And then, you know, all that. But the best dynamic, and it almost had that little, little comedic twist for me, was always Obi-Wan and Asajj. But that, that little tension between them was just amazing. And she had some great character development throughout Absolutely. the show as well. And that's from a character that came from the 2D series mm-hmm. that really you you never saw any kind of vocal work with it, any kind of, you know, just a fighting stance with, well, there was vocal work because she with, with Dooku, it's been a while since I've seen the animated, but all that into the show is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and yeah. by the end, she's kind of on her own. Yep. You know, Asajj Ventress is no longer really with the, the separatists. She's, she's on her own, um, almost like a, a Soka. Uh, mm-hmm. and then they, they kind of get that, the, the moments where they almost team up and just, yeah, you're right. She had such 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 great great character development for sure. Um, yeah. Any other any other great memories, Austin? I know, I know you don't have a ton of time, um, but we we wanted to at least bring you on to to talk about uh, and, and celebrate the Clone Wars, especially been such a key part of the of the show. 
the podcast. Yeah, well, I do have two two memories that really stand out just from the run of the series mm-hmm. that um, connect to episodes, but are more about things that we got to do. So mm-hmm. first one would be, do y'all remember when they did the uh, the special movie theater event for the Night Sister episodes? Yes, where they yeah. had the, the screenings all over the country. Yes. Was, that the yeah. one, was that the one I went to at the Egyptian? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, we, that, that was, was the Savage arc. Yeah. Right, and that was the yeah. reveal that Darth Maul is back at yeah. the end, you know. And I just remember the the internet going crazy from that. Like people think that Darth Maul caused an uproar being in Solo, but it was <laughs> nothing compared yeah. to yep. knowing that he was alive for the first time. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so and then the other one would be getting to do the premiere of was it season five at Celebration? Yes. I mean, yeah, I think they did, they did a couple of them, but I believe it was season five. I, I think the only one I made it to was season five, and we got to do, sit in the front row. It was the episode... Revival? What's that? The Revival was the season one, season five premiere? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And just that memory of going there and seeing that in person at Celebration, front row, seeing the cast there, you know, sitting across the aisle from us and seeing even their reactions to it was just amazing yes mm-hmm. yeah it really was i think uh I, i'm vaguely remembering we did an interview with uh i'm blanking on her name she did the voice of uh ayla and voice of bastila in knights of the old republic why am i blanking on her name somebody um, help me you're talking about um i have no it's uh, i don't know uh jennifer super um hale Yes. Yeah. I, Austin, I think you and I did an uh, an interview with Jennifer Hale, which is to this day one of the things I will never forget. It was yes. such an listening or switch between Ayla, which had this, the kind of very distinctive, almost like French accent, I think, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And then go, like she'd switch from that mid sentence into like Bastila. I was like, and we did it over audio. So I was like, I, it's like talking to a different person. <laughs> God, I would love to have been there to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's been so many great interviews we've had. Uh, over the years with Dave Filoni and Brett Freeman mm-hmm. and Henry Gilroy and a lot of the, the cast and the crew. Greg Weisman. Yeah, Greg Weisman. Yeah, Greg it's, Weisman been, it's been a lot of really, really fun. And that's one thing I think that was also so special about the Clone Wars and, and Rebels, but especially the Clone Wars was just how accessible and, and how much the, the, the cast was and, how, and the crew and how much they love the fans. Uh, which made it so special okay. as well, you know, Ashley Eckstein and Matt Lanter and James Arnold Taylor and D. Bradley Baker and everyone uh, were always so Tom Kane, right? Everyone uh, were, were were so amazing. Cat Tabor, where everyone was so, so amazing to the fans and um, mm-hmm. would interact with people on online and and uh, talk with everyone and you know, it, it's just well, I, it's a really it was a really special cast too. It wasn't and, just and the I, show; it was the people behind sorry. it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the way Lucas Lucasfilm has embraced the fans. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, celebration, they're going to bring back the the fan awards. So they're really it, it, it. You have to give some props to Lucasfilm to have this. Have you have that accessibility to these voice actors, to Dave Filoni, to the crew, to the writers, to everybody who works on the show, because they could easily just basically say no and block everybody out. But they're that open to it and to invite fans like us to screenings. 
like the one I did at the Egyptian, like giving us the premiere at Celebration, mm-hmm. like doing, you know, a screening around the country. They, when it came to a screening, they could have only done it in one city, but how many times have they done a screening in different cities? Yeah. And Lucas was always so great about, about doing the screenings too. I mean, every year they would do at least one or two, sometimes three screenings, uh, either at the, the Presidio or at different events mm-hmm. uh, and invite the fans. And those are, those are some of my, my favorite memories of, the Clone Wars as well as just getting, you know, going there. And there's nothing like, as you guys know, there's nothing like watching Star Wars with a group of other Star Wars fans. Oh, and, it's great. You know, and you don't always get that with a TV show, unfortunately. Uh, and the, the screenings really give you that energy in the room. And it's just nothing like it. Seeing, seeing Star Wars on the big screen, like it's, it's meant to, meant to be shown. And the best thing about it to those screenings, you have that access to, the writers and to, you know, to Dave, to the voice actors, cause they're up there as well. And like you mentioned the one episode, they got to see that episode for the first time with everybody. Mm-hmm. And that really adds to the, you know, the energy, the, the goodwill to the, the fans and everything. So, yeah. Yep. Speaking of, uh, um, how the, the, the show has, about, 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 you know, the, the, the cast, how the show's improved. Kevin Kiner has done a, a, an amazing job on, on the music and, it's been fun to see the show go from, you know, early on, Kevin Kiner's being very experimental while still feeling true to Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? And they, I think originally he said that they every every planet had its own theme. So whereas John Williams did, uh, you know, themes for each character, uh, Kevin Kiner was doing themes for each planet. Um, and, um, and I think over time, the music evolved a bit and became even more, uh, more you know, closer to, to John Williams. But... He, yeah, Kevin Kiner just, is just absolutely brilliant uh, with the music. Yeah, what made it what made it work was he started out with a big, very heavy drum beat, very heavy percussion, very you would almost say a, a more modern take on the Star Wars theme that John Williams did, and it was nice to see it over time evolve closer to the original Star Wars uh, themes, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's what made it made it very work very well. It wasn't a drastic change. They kept the opening theme the same for every episode. It still had that very strong beat, very strong Star Wars beat. But when you got into the episode, you slowly start start to hear it change, which worked very well. Yeah, and actually, that's a good that's a good point. Let's 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 talk about that for a minute. We kind of take it for granted now, especially with a lot of the the spinoff films like Rogue One and and, and Solo. But when the Clone Wars debuted we weren't really used to having them go straight into the episode before we always had the crawl and mm. cloners kind of paid, you know, laid the groundwork for that. And they, they kind of did a twist on the crawl where instead of having, you know, the words scrolling up the screen and, and, and they were, they replaced the a long time ago in the galaxy far, far, far away with the Jedi fortune cookie, which told like had a little lesson for the episode. Mm. And then we had Admiral, sorry. I just I had forgotten about the fortune cookies, even though mm-hmm. it was such a core part of the series. I totally forgotten. Yeah, and um, and then we got the 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 old you know World War One style newsreel uh, to, front with uh, you know Tom Kane uh, with the, the you know the voice of time right talking about um, what had just gone on in the galaxy, kind of catching us up to speed with the episode. And very very unique style for for mm-hmm. Star Wars, but it became, you know, so beloved. Um, I remember being a little surprised by it at the beginning of it, but you know, it's it was just so worked so well. 
How, what did you guys think of the you know the the, the animation and the the um, the art style? You know, it changed a lot, and I think Keith Kellogg on the animation side and, and, and John Aaron on lighting and really everyone on, working on the visuals of, of the show just done such an amazing job. Early on, it was a little bit rough. Not good. It was well, good, but but by the end, it was night and day different. Thoughts I, on I that? think when we were watching the episodes, you could definitely tell. And we made comments while we were reviewing. Yeah. You would see Obi-Wan's wooden part, hair. <laughs> wooden hair and on top of that, capes. Yeah. Remember, it's at a certain point, the capes were starting to flow more. Yeah. Um, there were little. I just remember the, the snowplow uh, beards we got all the time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then um, I think we even, oh God, I'm trying to remember. I think there was an episode where I made a comment about some hair that was actually fluttering. Mm-hmm. But it, when, when it went along, you know, it's, you have to put that down to the animation crew. Mm-hmm. You got to put that down to, um, you know, it's, it's the involvement of the style and and the amount they're putting into production as they go, and it was great. I mean, just just great. Yeah. There's well, a lot I, of stuff I could probably go back and just talk about, but sorry to interrupt. No, I was gonna say, and the other side of it is, uh, at the end of the day, like I actually remember the Clone Wars animation style very fondly. Mm-hmm. Like they really did take you know the limitations of the medium that they were dealing with and kind of made it their own. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Clone Wars animation, it like you can pick that out of you know, out of anything. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and it still to this day holds up pretty well. I mean, going back and watching, you can see, you can tell some of the earlier scenes where they just hadn't quite gotten as sophisticated yet. Because if you remember, the the Clone Wars was Lucasfilm Animation's first real show. They that they, that's they true. Formed the yeah. whole the whole animation Lucasfilm Animation department to start working on this, and so. They were they were learning a lot as they they went along on how best to to you know put these episodes together and they had to create all of the art assets and the the character models and you know as they went along it got easier and they could start putting that yeah. that work into into other things but they had a long lead time I think it was a good you know two three year lead time uh, for well, the other each side episode. of that is the reason we got the lost missions and so much is because of all of that. Right. Like yeah. the fact that by the time the show was canceled, they'd already gone through the next season almost entirely. And even some of season, this, what would have been season eight, I think at the time. Right. They'd record all the voices for everything. And a lot of the animatics were done, uh, you know, the story reels. And so um, to have that amount of time in animation is very, very unusual, mm-hmm. but very cool. And I think that's part of the reason why the Clone Wars was, was ultimately canceled was that it was just so, so expensive um and and such a long lead time versus rebels where you can tell great art style but they was simplified a bit so it was a bit cheaper mm-hmm. to go to go build i don't know what did you think austin yeah i feel like rebels kind of was at the level of some of the earlier seasons of clone wars and stayed that way throughout whereas clone wars we definitely saw it progress and you know i'm i'm like you william i actually started rewatching the show uh, this past week now that we're getting more episodes and really I don't feel like the original art was bad I remember no. it getting a bad rap but going back mm-hmm. and watch, now it's it's definitely not you know poorly animated or anything I think what it was is it was just so jarring mm-hmm. it was so different from you know not just Star Wars that we were used to but like you said it's a very distinctive style even from any other animated show that's on TV 
Yeah. I, I think originally it took some time just as an audience to get used to that art style. And then as we were getting used to it, they were also able to improve it, like you said. And we, we started seeing, you know, better lighting and better backgrounds and better animation of hair and cloaks and everything. And by the end of the show, it was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I know. Those, some of those last episodes, like, just absolutely gorgeous. And Joel Aaron was a master at, at lighting. And, uh, yeah, I, a lot of that's going to be attributed to him. But uh, And just man. think about these next episodes Good. coming up. If they continue that style and that craft, I'm going to say craft work in the animation, mm-hmm. it's going to blow people away when it hits the screen. Oh, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely. So yeah, because they've had it under wraps for a while, and I'm pretty sure that most of those, when they hit when they hit the streaming service, will probably be done. If they, I wouldn't be surprised if they dump the whole thing up there in one shot, which I hope they wouldn't do. But I I agree, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh, Austin, I I know you you have to go in in just a moment. So thank you so much for for joining, though. It's it's been a pleasure talking with you again. It's been too long since you were on last mm-hmm. and you were such a important part of this show's history and so thank you so much for spending the time to to join and kind of reminisce on hey. the clone wars hey let me i need to correct we would not be here today if not for what you exactly said. exactly you yeah know, yeah honestly not yeah. not a, you weren't an important you are 100 percent. you are the you part essential <laughs> i just well, i want to make sure we're using the right terminology yes thank here. you steven well, I'm, thank you I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take it one more step austin if it wasn't for you asking for somebody to fill in for a summer on the EU cast, <laughs> I would not still be podcasting or I would not have started podcasting at that moment because I'm a guy who at that point now was unemployed with nothing to do. And I hear this and I'm like, I got nothing to do. Why not? And you guys said, fine. And you accepted me on the show, which I thank you for because the three of us 10 years later would not be here right now. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get sentimental here, but, uh, I mean, I was, so I was 15 when I started. Oh, geez. Now you're making me really old. <laughs> jeez. And I was way over my head in what I was doing. Everybody involved was older than me. I don't know where I got the idea that I could start a podcast network at that age. I'm so thankful I did. It gave me so much experience that I never would have gotten, but I mean, I'm just so proud right now of you guys for still doing this 10 years later, even under a different name, you know, a a podcast that sticks around for 10 years is not something you hear about a lot. And then for it to be the same three hosts, basically the entire time is even more unheard of. So I just, I'm so glad that you guys are still going, that you're still, you know, not not even just that you're podcasting, but that you're still friends. And as you said, William, that there's so many connections that were made from the beginning that still exist today. Thank you. I'm about ready to cry. I'm the old (laughs) fart. It's okay, Tom. It's just, you know, sometimes it happens. Your emotions overwhelm you when you get older. I know. I know. Uh, Yeah. But 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 honestly, thank thank you, Austin, for for saying that. And and more importantly, for for starting the show, because... You know, we, we would not be here without you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's it's not just about us. It's also about the Clone Wars 10th anniversary. But they, they were they're timed around the same time. So we figured yeah. we'd celebrate both. Uh, and, and, not, and not every day mention, you can get to that long. I, 
I just want to say one last mention, a real big shout out to the EU cast. I know it's gone, but the EU cast, Never. if you it's gone, not forgotten, but it's also launched, exactly. not just us, but it's launched a couple other ships too. Mm-hmm. So you should also be proud of that as well, Austin. Yeah. So many podcasters came out of EU Cantina and EU cast. Yeah. So, so anyway, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you, man. You want to tell the, anybody where they can, they can follow you if they're, if they're interested. <laughs> Um, where can you follow me? My Twitter <laughs> account's locked, so not there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Austin's a now. man of mystery. The only thing I'm no. doing right now, it's not Star Wars related, so maybe you're not interested. But if you're a fan of Avatar: The Last Airbender, which was actually the show that Dave Filoni was on before the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. uh, I do do a review podcast for that that we do every other week. It's called The Avatar State, and you can find it at theavatarstate.com. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I Avatar is one of those shows I have not gone through and watched all the way, so I need to go do that. I know, Steven, that's a, I know it's one of your favorites. One of my favorite shows. It's... You should absolutely go watch that right now. <laughs> Definitely. I have not seen any of them. Yeah. So, cool. Well, thank you again, Austin, and we Thanks, will have Austin. to have you back on again in the, in the near future. Yeah. Thanks. I had fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks. Not a problem. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. See ya. See ya. Speaking of good friends uh, that we've made through uh, through 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 the podcast, the Cantina and the Clone Wars and everything, uh, I want to introduce Mark Herleman. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, another EU cast podcast host. Yes, I, I know, I, I, I know. Like, I was like, oh man, the Podfather has been so long since I got to hear Austin. And I, I just, I felt like a creeper not getting to say hi. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no. So, Mark, just say hi, and we'll fix it in post. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, we'll hey, what's up? <laughs> See, there we go. Perfect. No one will know. That's right. Uh, but no, so Mark. How are you guys doing, man? Oh, we're like, doing uh, great. How are you? Doing really well. Oh, I'm phenomenal. You know, I'm surrounded by uh, wildfires and uh, helping uh, rescue animals and stuff. But that's pretty cool. Um, You know, I got wolf yesterday, though. So so Clone Clone Wars related. I almost wet myself. I mean, this figure. Have you guys seen (laughs) one in the wild yet? Oh, my gosh. The, the, The rendering on the face is just glorious. Like probably one of the best figures they've made thus far like I, I was i am just floored by the way it looks like tamar like or whatever his name is i mean it just it's, it's glorious man it's well, glorious i, yeah. I, I shared a couple hoping, pictures on instagram i have got my fingers crossed i am hoping i can see it in the wild next weekend for where i'm gonna mm-hmm. go i'm hoping it's there hit barnes and noble i was surprised how many were at my barnes and nobles because I'd, I'd seen someone on twitter saying he was seen there and i was just like uh, i'm nice. in medford i'm going for it and i told my wife i said look if you hear me squeal I'm spending about 30 bucks. <laughs> she heard it. She's all like, oh, he found it. <laughs> They're worth the 30 bucks. No. Yeah, but, I uh, almost got Chewbacca from the Han Solo. Ooh, over at Target. Nice. I, was, I was really close, but I was like, oh, man, no. I, was, I was close to getting the Lando Calrissian. I saw that one and I'm like, from, from Solo, I'm like, mm-hmm. do I really want to do this? Because it looked so good. Oh, they're, they're, wow. they have come a long way in such a short time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to thank you for joining us, Mark, because you've been such a big part of, you know, we talk clones and ion cannon over the years. You know, we, you and I were working on EU cantina, uh, on the writing side and we were doing, mm-hmm. you were so involved in EU cast, the huge, huge Man. part of that hosting it for so many years. With... And, and and you and me with uh, a solo sound when we, were, yeah. when we were helping launch that like I, I was like your little your little chihuahua for like a whole night it was like, <laughs> William taught me so much stuff about doing code in, in like a 
an hour and a half. And then we spent like what, maybe six, eight hours all night uh, long. That just was, those doing fun like times. just setting up pages. Like that was a blast. Oh, that yeah. was, I missed, I missed those days. <laughs> I missed those days, but, but no, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's hard to believe that the clone wars has been, it's 10 years as of today when you're, when you're hopefully listening to this, that the clone wars debuted in, in theaters and uh, it's such a, an important show and, and it's hard to believe that we've been podcasting for for ten years. We just had Austin on talking about kind of the history of of We Talk Clones and Ion Cannon, but and, and you've been a recurring guest so many times on this show. We just we just had to bring you back on for the tenth anniversary. Yeah, I got um, lucky on a lot of episodes too. I was like, wait, you're letting me on for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, it was so much fun to have yeah. you on. We love it. You're, you're so good. Yeah, I love your your excitement. And, and, and I love the fact that like we got to hang out at Anaheim. Like that's one of my favorite photos is yes. me and all you guys. Like that was just that was awesome. Oh yeah. And then and then somebody you posted... guys finally over onto onto our network and stuff and making that official was was yeah. a lot of joy for me because you know we've always worked together and, and done things especially behind the scenes and stuff. So it's like man, you guys have been my family for. So I know, long. I know. So thank you, <laughs> thanks for joining. So we we've been going back. We we talked about the, kind of the beginning of the series, but. You know what? What are your? What do you think about the Clone Wars? What are your some some of your favorite memories? Whether it's an episode or a character or mm. something that happened. Do you have any well, favorite I, I, moments? I can I can corkscrew this one because when when I think of the Clone Wars, I think of my son. Okay, so like my daughter right now, Jaina. Anything Star Wars is Star Wars Rebels because that mm. that's where she came in. But Gavin, right. you know, Taylor was kind of like you know Star Wars is cool, but Gavin was like them clones, Dad. Those clones. Like he was immediately when Episode Three came out. He was a big Commander Cody fan, so I hooked him up with a Five Hundred First guy I, I I ran into that was doing Commander Cody. So he came over Gavin's second birthday party. Gavin oh, was just cool. like, "Oh my God, these clones!" Like from that point on, every you know, as soon as Clone Wars started, I'm this clone, Dad. I got to get that clone, and I was right there with him because the I mean, I didn't care for the way Anakin and Obi Wan looked at first. Like I was kind of like, eh, you know, it's not really my style. But the clones, man, I was sold immediately on the clones. I could not get enough. The variants, the the different themes, the way that they were portrayed. Uh, uh, Baker, man, the way he just he rocked say, all D. Bradley the Baker was amazing. Like oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I wonder, has anybody put together a list of all of the different clone troopers D. Bradley Baker portrayed? throughout the show like how many the number of clone troopers because be a thousand I, oh, I think if we were insane. to do that our minds would have been blown and every we, single we every and single clone go, trooper <sighs> had a unique personality and yeah. some of that was visual right where they had different like haircuts or, or you know markings on their face or you know hair or whatever or, or armor but that's just the you know that's a that's a small piece every single trooper had a different voice and it was mm -hmm. And what's amazing is it was the, it was the same voice. It was a clone trooper mm -hmm. voice, but he tweaked yeah. it just a bit in every single case. And that man was is brilliant. I don't know how I he did think it. When, I, when it comes to the voices, the one voice that he did that stands out to me was the um, the 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 defect clone. I cannot 99. remember. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Thank you. Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That he, one I think out of all of them. Yeah. Out of all of them, that's the out of all the clones, that's the one that was just different. Well, I wouldn't say different enough, but different to where you take a look at all the other breadth of voices that he's done, and you look at that one, and you just go, wow, because of all those differences. And then you've got this one that is definitely, you know it's that voice. Mm -hmm. And all the other ones he's tweaked to work with these other characters. 
and it's like just, it's amazing it's to the point where you could probably close your eyes and pick them apart just with you know just with the voice even though it's the same voice <laughs> like it's, yep. it's unbelievable unbelievable that that man has, just, has so much talent i don't know how he kept it straight in his head right that's just, that's I, the part yeah I would have had it written down because they would like jump well, in and out of episodes had, like, all the time. Audio clip, like so he could just play it back. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. you know, actually, since we just had Austin talking about uh, Avatar, D. Bradley Baker is also the voice of Appa Momo. Like his thing used to be creature voices. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I'd even go as far to say I think his thing now is clones. Like yeah. the fact that he did all the clones with different like. That's got to go at the top of his resume now, right? Oh, oh totally. Because to. Creature Voice, at least, you can have different right. amounts. Well, and, and he's still super right? talented, the Creature Voices. He did a lot of them in Clone Wars. Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But, like, the there's a difference between, like, coming up with crazy sound effects that, like, each creature is different. It sounds, like, alien, but, you know, they're, they're often very unique. And, like, having the exact same voice and tweaking it just the tiniest bit that it's a different character. That it mm-hmm. sounds like a clone, yeah. but one who has its own, their own personality and, and oh man and to mentally keep that voice straight to where if you have two of them talking to each other yeah you know which one is talking to each other in your head you, okay i got a question for you guys do you think d bradley baker recorded like so he's doing dialogue between two clones does he do one clone at a time I don't or know. does he go back no. and forth swapping I, I think he's going back and forth you do, you think he is See, I, I, have I think I think he's going one line at a time, and they're and they're like shuffling it. Like I think, uh, I think they're going I, easy on him. I I would, I would not be surprised. Okay, I would say he'd do it both ways. There okay. could be a point. Okay, he, he it would be it would be like a combination of the two. If it's really probably heavy dialogue, I can see him do it back and forth. But if it's something where it's like I can say Captain Rex lines. And then play those lines back in my headphones while I do Gregor's lines mm-hmm. or I do Wolf's lines. Mm-hmm. And I can sit there and at least hear me say it here and I can actually respond back almost in real time. But if uh, there's a really heavy cool. conversation, I could see him try and do it. Do it. You know, so James Arnold Taylor, who voiced Obi-Wan, used to do a little sketch celebration called Talking With Myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, that. that should have been D. Bradley Baker. No, that would be awesome. Oh, that, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Him him going out with Rex and Domino Squadron and doing an entire skit as Domino Squadron, <laughs> just driving Rex you know into what? the wall. That's, that's what I want to see now. I want mm-hmm. to see D. Bradley Baker record like rookies, basically, on yeah, stage. Yeah. One man Domino. Yep. Now, so so with with Clone Wars coming back, one thing that I was thinking about with my son, because so for me, Clone Wars, that that's me and my son's jam. Like that's that's mm-hmm. our Star Wars. So it coming back like we're both excited. But there was one thing that we always felt like Clone Wars missed an opportunity. And maybe this is a way to go back on it, but I highly doubt they're going to be that that witty. But we could have had a great opportunity to have a code uh, Cody versus Rex buildup that never happened. You know, I mean, mm. those two were were significant to their Jedi. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet it's like, we went with Rex. Like we never knew what happened to Cody. Like imagine if we would have had more of a story where after order 66, Rex and Cody bump into each other and Cody's like accusing Rex of treason and things like that. Like if something <sighs> like that happens Amazing. with the battle or the siege of Mandalore, I will be beyond tickled because mm-hmm. to me that that's a conflict that they really could have played up, especially with the aspect of individualities of your troopers and having a captain and a commander and having that, you know, because of the fact that they've been mentored by the different Jedi as well, you know, you could see Cody being like, yeah. oh, you're reckless like Skywalker. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to have seen something like that. Yeah, that would I, be interesting. Oh, 
I really want that now. <laughs> well, we that's, know that that's what I needed. We know More that hopes and dreams. We know that right? Siege of Mandalore well, was gonna be, you know, Ahsoka and Bo Katan on Mandalore while uh, Anakin and Obi Wan are off fighting on Coruscant, and then eventually that ties in with um, Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, hopefully we would go through Order sixty six before the the series ends. So. Uh, yeah, the, the thing I want to see most is what, and I, and I hope we get this in, in the in the, the next 12 episodes, what happens to Rex when, and, and, and you know, the other clone troopers, when they, they see, when they go through Order 66, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. Rex removed the chip, so he's not... Um, I mean, uh, we have to see that, He's not right? susceptible. Well, like, yeah, we have we... to see what, what does Order 66 look like for yeah, these I mean... guys? And then... Um, you know, then to your point after that, you know, when, what happens to Rex? Does he, does, you know, how does he end up where he does in Rebels? Mm-hmm. Um, That's the big, does he pretend? Does he escape? Kind of like and, what we got with one of Karen Travis's books where you're yeah. watching him go through and grab clones like Wolf and Gregor and as yeah. many good men as he can yep. and yep. get yep. them out. Like that would be a, like a, a Rex's dozen. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. just, oh my and, God. And then, and then if he runs into Cody know. during that part, right. Yes! Like, oh, yeah. oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the biggest, the biggest, the biggest question would love to get answered. How the heck did Gregor get back to the Republic? That was never answered. Yeah. We only saw him being blown up in that episode with the droids. And and now he's in Rebels, mm-hmm. basically crazy. He ends up dying in Rebels. Sorry, spoiler alert. But he ends up with Wolf and Rex on on that planet, trying to to fish for big worms. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I want to see that this is the other thing if they're going to touch on this. Remember when the three of them were in? I'm going to call them they're they're at at Winnebago. Yes, they actually yeah. had contact with the Empire. Mm-hmm. So how did that work out? Thank you. Right. Yeah. That's what I want to know. I yeah. want to know how did all that work out to where they had the chips they removed from their heads. Okay. Did the Empire remove the chips from their heads after Order 66? Or did these three clones, or however many clones, remove those chips before Order 66 and basically bailed? But if they bailed, then technically they're traitors to the Empire. Why do they still have contact with the Empire? Right. Right. Or they acted out their roles. You know, they, they had the chips removed. True. And they didn't shoot or they shot to miss because only Imperial stormtroopers could be so precise. You know, (laughs) but we have a great opportunity here because one of my favorite episodes, and I think, William, that was where you started here, Mm -hmm. was one of the ones that came in the lost season. And that was the lost one where we finally Mm -hmm. got the answer to who is Darth Tyrannus and why don't they know that, you know, uh, Dooku is, you know, and we finally got that. And. Maybe with this new season coming out and stuff, we'll get more of those little answers and these things that we're hoping for. But for me, I think hands down, there were a lot of really good arcs, I will say, where it was mm-hmm. like three or four episodes that were just – you just can't really go – I want this one specific because the arc was just yeah. so strong together. Yeah, right. But for me, it was Pong Krell, the, uh, yes, the Umbar the arc. That, yep. Yeah, I mean the Darth Maul stuff with Savage Press was awesome, but – 
the ramifications, and, and again, getting back to the Clone Wars for me was all about the clones. And mm-hmm. so the Ponkrell arc really just resonated on so many levels. Like my son was getting the most out of those. He was like, what's going on? Like, are, oh my, are they going to kill Rex? Like he was really worried about what yeah. was going to happen to these clones. Like they really played it up well. And the, the fact that they had Anakin dismissed the way that he was, I mean, you're like, oh man, Krell's going to thin the herd here. I mean, you knew at some point that during episode three, Commander Apo's in charge of the 501st. You're like, what happened? I mean, there mm-hmm. was always that too. It's like, how does Captain Rex in charge of the 501st when we got commanders everywhere else? Like, I would love to have some of that maybe addressed too. And yeah, Rex never stuff. got that promotion. Make it no. clone generate. Yeah. 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 No, the, um, yeah. the Umbara arc was, was amazing with the, the, with Pong Krell and, uh, and it just, it was very, very dark, but, um, but so, so, so well done. Dogma. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I'm going back through and watching this, rewatching the series, and it's just so much fun to go re-experience it. Um, Are you doing it chronological? I'm doing that's, chronological. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I have I I full confession. I have not actually had the chance to sit down and do the full. I hadn't either yet. yet. This is my first time doing chronological. I'd like, you know, I I watched every episode probably a good three times after it initially right? aired. Uh, to prep for the podcast and just because it was so good and occasionally I go back and rewatch other ones, but it's been a while since I've rewatched the whole series and I've never watched it chronologically. And so that's, that's really cool to, to see, you know, and, and actually it highlights one of the interesting, I'd say quirks of the series. And that's that it wasn't really chronological. Um, the, the, we got the movie and then we got the season one and, uh, if you if you remember the the 16th episode of the first couple seasons was always like the okay now we're gonna go back in time and and and, and fill in something from before and then they jump back to the current timeline um and so you know two episodes uh, uh 116 and 216 actually came before the the film um and then they they dive back into the the chronological ordering of season one um and otherwise, it's mostly chronological. Though they, you know, mm-hmm. they uh, the last episode of season one actually comes in the middle of season three. But for those parts, pretty cr- chronological until you get to season three, and all of a sudden they're like, "Okay, we give up. Like, just just like throw all the episodes in a big pot, like shake it up and throw them back on the table because <laughs> there there's like no rhyme or reasoning to a lot of that ordering. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of bounces all the heck over, and then season four picks up." Perfectly ordered, five, six, you know, uh, yeah. all the way to like, the We've end. heard you, fans. We have listened. <laughs> it was yeah. about time. Yeah, 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 it was. But season three was definitely the worst offender in that. But, but you know, it was kind of it was kind of cool how we could jump around through time and uh, even and, and definitely through different characters and situations and and learn more. And I remember complaining, you know, this is what you know, seven years ago now. Like, why can't they just release them in order? Or, or also, remember they had those really weird breaks. In the seasons, yes. too. Yeah, they yeah. would like yep. take some time off and then come back and then you know two episodes, another yeah. three week break. Exactly. Three week break. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. on, put on three more episodes, three week break. Yeah, yep. yeah. I remember all that. Um, but and they they got a lot better in 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 Rebels, but it was it was always fun to see. You know, they had a couple of the multi part episodes, especially even even you know right at the bat with, um, the uh, uh the very very first. Um, uh, the very first arc with the Malevolence trilogy, and but later on they kind of started doing you know one offs here and there, and I think once they started realizing that the that the multi part arcs worked the best, they you know they basically went from having 
a cut one or two of those every season to every single season was almost completely comprised of three to four episodes. And I think that's mm-hmm. when Clone Wars really hit its stride and was really oh, yeah. Yeah. going in. The adrenaline kicked in and you're like, look at him run! Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, the best thing about it was it showed you that at this point, the Clone Wars was nearing its end. Because you have to look at it this way. The Clone Wars was supposed to have a timeline of exactly how many years it was supposed to be fighting or, or the Three battle yeah, raged didn't, on. Didn't they say originally it was like 100... 100 ep- uh, 100 minute episodes or something like that something like that yeah i mean it, th- there right. was a timeline so it ended up that when it got to the end the best thing about it is when they started speeding everything up you knew it was coming to a close and thankfully well, I... thankfully we will get the actual closure coming up i was gonna say do you remember do you remember how awesome it was like when you'd switch seasons and be like oh guys look that their helmets are slightly more episode three yep mm-hmm. yep or like, oh, like, wait, that that's like they just introduced that character from episode three. Wonder what this yep. means. And like, oh, I think we're getting closer. Yeah. Maybe I a kept, year away. I kept waiting for that one episode where Rex was gonna like really point out like I only like the rebreather from the phase one. That's why I made this helmet so awesome. Everybody's like, I want a helmet <laughs> like you, Rex. No, I only know one guy that mods this kit and he got busted. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's actually it's it's funny going now back and and you know, thinking about the series again and how I remember we were so upset about how they wouldn't always stick to the the canon early on, right? Um, and like, and we were we spent so much time talking about it. Now it's kind of irrelevant in many ways. Wow, um, they blew up the canon <laughs> exactly. Oh, but that's, yeah, I don't know if that's a that's a fair thing. But I, remember when they like, like they brought in Quinlan Voss and or like they they we had like the you know the even peel arc mm-hmm. and. Uh, oh, and you know, yep. uh, that yeah. spawned all sorts Sorry. of. Well, I mean, I mean, puns. there's still the unanswered question of how does the Clone Wars fit in Legends continuity? Because they were, they told us they were going to tell us when it was all over. Mark, they now it fit. doesn't matter. Maybe now it doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. I, I don't think it matters anymore. <laughs> I mean, I look, I, I appreciate, and I still love the Legends universe. Yeah, but I really hate to say this, you, you gotta just. This is this is the here and now. They're slowly, slowly starting to pick stuff from the Legends universe, which is great. And they're starting to bring the stuff into the fold. But there's probably some stuff that's just, it's not going to make it. If it does, well, great. There are people out there that actually thought that this new stuff was going to still fit in the Legends. Like, no, no, right. that's not how it works. No, no, this stuff is 100% like Rebels. It's mm-hmm. all for the new canon. You, right. It does not apply to the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ship but, has sailed. <laughs> but you have to say, I have to say one thing, and I'm not going to spoil or anything. But Timothy Zahn has been very good. I think in this book, he did draw you, something hey, from. Careful, careful. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I am still reading. I, I know you are. I know you are. But in my opinion, I think Timothy Zahn was able to pull something from Legends and now make it work in this continuity. So yeah. I think I'm right about this, and I think William know might know what yeah. that. Man. Might be, yeah. But I mean, uh, stuff. If you want that, and if it's going to work out to where some of the legend stuff is going to make it into the books, I, I'm fine with that because mm-hmm. it, you look at it this way: the way Star Wars is now, you've got if the books are aimed toward us, the actual Star Wars hardcore fans that want the legends back, and you look at the Clone Wars, it's aimed toward us that just like we we love this. But you look at the movies for everybody else, I think that can work. And I think that's probably what they're aiming for. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I think some of the other stuff the show did did 
really well was kind of establishing the the even even early on in the Clone Wars, like the beginnings of the rebellion in many ways with the, mm-hmm. the training of the new rebels on on Onderon and how that comes back to you know uh, I guess haunt Anakin in some ways later. Um, and, it, and just Anakin's relationship with Ahsoka, I remember thinking, not just the character of Ahsoka, which we, we talked about earlier, um, but how, when, when we first got the movie, and we're like, wait, Anakin had a Padawan? We, we, yeah. We never saw her in any of the movies. How, how is that possible? That, that, that can't be, you know? And it, just the dynamic between Ahsoka and Anakin was so good. And Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship as well in the series where... It really, the show gave us a much, much better understanding of Anakin and Obi-Wan's friendship than the mm-hmm. movies had time for. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, with just, you know, with, uh, in, a, in 121 episodes so far released, you could do a lot more, 121, 20 minute, 22 minute episodes, you could do a lot more than, uh, you know, it, four hours, 40 hours of TV versus four hours of movies. Yeah. You know, you could, you could do a lot more and it really developed that relationship. But it actually showed, in many ways, the the good side of Anakin, the 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 part that made, you know, Obi Wan say that Anakin was his brother yep. in Revenge of the Sith, and yep. we, we the Clone Wars gave us that, you know, and and the the explanation of the clone programming in Order sixty six, as we talked about it, it laid the foundation for Maul's return, just so many so many things that it gave us Ex- more explanations of the Force. Even, um, even some, even, uh, even more mystery too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we even had some, um, some really, uh, uh, some, some <laughs> different types of episodes too, than maybe we were initially expecting like, um, you know, the, the Mandalorian T episodes or, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I know, I think people unfairly see the Mandalorian T episode that still has to be fixed in Canon because they only fix that in legends. (laughs) Okay. I, which episode was Mandalorian T? It's it's the one where they drink in the pirate, they're at Hondo's camp and they're like, Oh, it's a good thing. We didn't drink the tea. And then the next episode starts and they've been drugged because they drank the tea. Oh, drink the tea. So they made a little comic where they, where they actually got, more tea later and were drugged the second time and that was but that was well there's the mandalorian academy too and thank you you know the, the, oh the, god don't bring up the mandalorian academy. yeah and there's the you no. know like we got the whole new backstory for the mandalorians which was completely unexpected was and they, they kind of oh, like totally did a swerve they're like mandalorian warriors oh look they're peaceful which make you know because the culture is not going to be the same the whole time right and so they mm-hmm. gave us the peaceful mandalorians which i think at the time like everyone got whiplash like wait what 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 are they doing yeah. they made they mean okay, what excuse me I think I was the biggest one on the podcast going, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was the one that was screaming and yelling, they're pacifists. But it was so good. It it ended up so well. You know, I think though that came from the delivery of how they were doing it. Oh yeah, they've always been pacifists. Right. That was how they first approached it, and it was like, so of course, like fans like me and Tom are like, wait, 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 the Klingons and turned them into Vulcans. What did Basically. you do? What did you do? And <laughs> yeah. when it came out, though, there was backstory to everything. It wasn't that cut and dry. Right. It was complicated, and even with Legends, they wrote it in a way that it would still work with what was going on in Legends too. Where it's like, oh, there's all these different factions. So yeah. Cal's group was just a different faction. And, and what he had going on was on another side of Mandalore and yeah. he was trying to be removed from them. So, I mean, it, it still worked, Yeah. but 
the way it was presented and the way it showed wrong. up in the guides and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, oh a Mandalore's a barren wasteland now. It's like, oh well, that just ruins a bunch yeah. of. Why would you do that? Like, but it all worked. Out. It's it's so funny looking back though on all the things we got worked up on about you know mm-hmm. early on. Right. Uh, yeah, like or you know the the droids episodes, um, which I I enjoyed. You know many Peter of them. They weren't always, always perfect. Huh? I I like those droid episodes. Yeah, yeah, I did. But I know a lot of people go home oh, and roll their eyes like, oh boy, yeah. here we go, and you know they were they were no, fun. The sunny day in the void guides. Come on, yeah. Like, let's, let's we all love that one, right? Okay. And and there's there's one thing I have to throw out there, the episodes with Jar Jar. I <laughs> am now to the point to where I will defend. Jar Jar, except for the one episode that was not his voice. Oh, where's BJ Wait. Hughes? Well, who's BJ yeah. Hughes, right? <laughs> yeah. Who is that person? Because, man, that was a terrible What episode. happened to Ahmed Best, and why was he replaced by BJ Hughes for a couple episodes? My, my we God, still never God. found out. No, we still never found out, but <laughs> but the way that first, well, it was uh, the Misunderstood Jedi or whatever it was, where yeah. he was mistaken for a Jedi, yes. and he's on. Everything in that episode was written so well. I loved it because it worked so well with Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jar Jar was great in the Clone Wars. When that character is written well, I have said this, I think, from that point forward, he is a great character. Mm-hmm. You just have to write him that... You have to write him a certain way, and he's a great character. Yeah. I mean, I think I think no one... Any, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I am a Jar Jar fan. Um so am I. And, the but you know, is Jar Jar apologist? <laughs> 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 Hello, brothers, Mr. Back. But like, oh God, please you don't. know, I, come, on, come on, it's the it's the tenth anniversary. I got to do a Jar Jar voice. Um, but because um, we already did even, the even peel even, joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> even people want to make those jokes. Beat me to it, Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. It, it really did. It, it it added that extra depth to Jar Jar Binks that many people felt was missing previously and um it, it was it's just so so well done worked yeah it worked for the character and, well, and then there was hondo like, i mean oh no, hondo hondo i i mean like i i liked hondo and rebels but nowhere near as much as i liked hondo in the clone wars it was just so dastardly <laughs> hondo is a really special character i love hondo so much we're pirates we don't even know what that means it's yeah. like it was like Hondo in his prime. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. How good he had no, it. You have a point on that. You know, he was good in Rebels, but I think with Hondo, it works best with him as when he's with his pirate group. Yeah. When mm-hmm. he's well, okay, I take it back. Him uh, and Melch. I was gonna say well, Melch is pretty close. Yeah. 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 But Melch was the closest he could get to that life. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like, I want to know how bad he botches it. <laughs> that's where he ends up. Like, how did you how did you hose that up? Did you get caught with the Jedi? <laughs> uh, but, you know, but, you know, he went through this great character arc where at first he was the, the bad guy in many ways. And mm-hmm. eventually kind of becomes a friend of of Anakin and Obi-Wan and. Um, it's, they did such a great job establishing his his character. Uh, another great character from the series, Duchess Satine. Mm, uh, yeah, and the her relationship. Another with one Obi-Wan. that got people worked up too, because they're like, Obi Wan's already had a girlfriend. Two, if you count the two books. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, love having you. Oh, the, the whole oh. Nelda Dan arc, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which, which, like I said, it worked. They found ways to make a lot of that stuff work. So there is a part of me that's like, maybe someday, 
They'll yeah. be like, and this is what our plan was. <laughs> Not that I'm holding my breath, but they could. But yeah, Satine, I mean, she was one of my, I, I was reluctant to like that character, but the direction, again, what they delivered with the Mandalorians worked so well that there's mm-hmm. a part of me still to this day that's like, please let Ray be some descendant of Kenobi and her somehow, <laughs> some way. <laughs> you know, Mark, I think that ship has sailed at this point. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure you're right. I think it was sunk too by some uh, German U-boat. Well, the- to be fair, my the equivalent for me is you know Dave Filoni talked about how they were going to bring the Yuuzhan Vong into Clone Wars as well. Oh, oh my yes. god! Don't tease and, me like that. And, <laughs> and every day I'm just like, oh, we were so close. <laughs> well, so but you close. never, you never, you never know what's going to happen with these next seven episodes. Well, here's oh, my yeah, thing: yeah. Snoke looked pretty scarred up, like they were self-inflicted. That's I'm true. just saying, he came from outside the galaxy. Could have been the hanging first with order the Vong. out there, and somewhere along the line, he rose to power. There's a story waiting to be told. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no, there's, there's I, I think, I think, you know, if if the Yuuzhan Vong were going to be in. You know, episode season seven, rate of the Clone Wars. I I don't think they'll come up in in the last twelve episodes. It's too big of a can of worms to open up right? in twelve episodes and be like, and here you guys go, enjoy. Um, the only thing I but... can see him doing is like maybe doing like where it ends with like we've got first contact. Well, originally it was supposed to be, I think, based on the rumors, a a scout ship uh, was supposed yeah. to come. Yeah, it was going to be similar to the Rogue Planet story. Arc. Yeah. Which yeah. in that they were never called the Yuuzhan Vong; they were called the Far Outsiders. Right. Um, when uh, the uh, planet that was Zenoma Sakat yep. ran into them, that was what Zenoma Sakat knew them as was the Far Outsiders. And Got so it. for a long time, like no one realized that Rogue Planet was part of the New Jedi Order story arc until Vajer shows back up, and they're like, "Wait a minute, wasn't there a jet like?" Yeah, and then everybody was flipping their wig, like, oh, it's the Jedi! Oh my gosh, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, there were so many good stories to come out of that. And I remember sitting at that panel when they showed that, too, and mm-hmm. I was just like, my mind blew. I was like, oh my god, they were going there. Because even then, you know, Legends was not part of that canon, even though Legends would adopt whatever was happening on Clone Wars into its canon and find ways mm-hmm. to work it, which is why Denning put in Crucible uh, that... Uh, you had the well, it wasn't in that. Denning started doing that in what was it, the uh, legend, Legacy of the Force, where uh, what was her name? Ableth. Yes. Was, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it basically made her the mother to the the father and the son and the daughter, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, force that down our throats, but but you know, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Mortis, though, I, 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 is also one of my favorite arcs to come out of the the Clone Wars. Oh, that's um, still a hard swallow for me. Like I, I felt like I took acid and I didn't quite understand my trip. <laughs> okay, but hang on. If that's how you felt about the wow. Mortis arc, how are you feeling about uh, you know what was it? Uh, I'm blank. Something of wolves. Uh, the, uh, the wolves in the door. The, wolves yeah, of the door. The door. That was awesome. Like, yeah, I'm that like, was cool. He's time traveling. Oh my god. Like I, I mean, there's so much Not about time that travel, realm but... that I would love to know more about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh man, um, God, Mark, I love having you on. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, everywhere. I know you are. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man, no, there were so many good things to come out of that show, and so much stuff that I just I look forward to coming out in the. You know, yeah. I'm I'm both excited and kind of bummed that that we're getting the finished versions of Bad Batch and all those things because I'm like, oh man, this well, last episode. Well, okay, so but, but that's a good point. It, so I, I, I do, the, I do. Yeah. Let, we, let's talk about that for a minute, and we can go back to reminiscing on the show. The so the Clone Wars was canceled on March 11th, 2013. Uh, on March 7th, 2014, a year later, we got the Lost Missions. We got a you know uh, um, 
13 more episodes um, based on some of what you know the the next season was supposed to be and then um and then they they ended up releasing some of the other content and other mediums so we got darth maul the son of dathomir comic series which was four episodes worth of uh, of content we got the dark disciple novel which was eight episodes yep. and kind of wrapped up um the uh, asajj ventress arc uh we got the uh, we then we got a couple story reels. We got the Crystal Crisis on Utapau story reel, which was four episodes. The Bad Batch story reel, which was four episodes. Um, we know we're gonna get Bad Batch in mm-hmm. uh, in the 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 next twelve episodes, and yeah. then the but the rest though the other the other eight episodes we don't um, we don't exactly know now. I think it's it's all but confirmed. Seizure Mandalore, it, which we've never seen in any re- medium. Uh, but has been yep. hinted at is going to be part of these 12 episodes. Okay. Yeah, it was only that's what... talked about in the Ahsoka book. I believe that's the only reference. We exactly. And exactly. And that's Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and Mandalore and, you know, mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan and Anakin can't help because they're over on Coruscant dealing with the beginning of revenge of the Sith. And so that mm-hmm. would tie us right into order 66, hopefully, and, and all that good stuff and, and, and tie up Ahsoka's arc. But that still leaves us with four more episodes. Potentially, assuming Siege of Mandalore is not eight episodes, right? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. It's like arcs. they've got, what, Bad Batch was four episodes. Yeah. You said Siege of Mandalore is going to be four episodes. Potentially. And then that's going to be how many left over? So yeah. four. And there's a couple other arcs so, we've seen, right? There was, yeah. we know there was going to be an arc with Yoda on Kashyyyk uh, that we've, mm-hmm. we've never seen, we heard about. Boba Fett um, in uh, uh, Cad Bane. Yes, yeah, where, where we learned how yeah. Boba's hel- helmet gets dented and they kind of have a face off, and or a Singh was going to be involved. I think if they were going to be rescuing a child from, from some Tusken Raiders on Tatooine. Well, the, um, question, the, the thing that has to come out with this is they're either going to have to shorten a couple. Well, well, but then again, it's going to the streaming service because right. I'm thinking they're going to have to shorten these episodes. No, well, they, 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 te- they could go they longer than 20 minutes. They have to. Right. No. Right. Yeah. There was a. There's also we were originally going to get uh, I think twelve episodes exploring Ahsoka's time away from the Jedi, which I don't think we'll get at this point. Um, yeah, and I, I would think that would be a book. Some they other rumored content we were going to get, and I don't know if these are going to be individual standalone episodes or, or whatnot. But there was at one point a Sith temple below the Jedi temple in Coruscant. We're going to get some episodes featuring Depa Balaba, Opergrancesis, and Senator Tix from uh, Corrin. Uh, there's going to be like a Top Gun style episode with clone troopers. Um, we're oh, gonna get cool. the 332nd trooper loyal to Ahsoka. Some more Barriss Offy and what happened to her after she framed Ahsoka. So there was, there's gonna be a lot more <gasps> yes. content. That now that I could see the Barriss Offy stuff being put into a book because there has to be some explanation. Yeah, she should have survived Order 66. If she was in jail and she was basically on the side of the Separatist or Dooku or yeah. Palpatine, whatever you want to say it. There is a very good possibility she survived Order 66. Where is she after that point? Right. Well, and if, if she was in prison, then Palpatine can just leisurely, slowly continue to seduce her to his side. I mean, right. she's already, for the wrong reasons, started down that path with the right justification. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, she was on the right path until she decided to go terrorist, try to kill a bunch of people. Then yep. she went terribly, terribly wrong. And that's some, that's some psychological stuff that I would love to get into. Oh, Oh yeah, that's there's so much, so much potential. Yep. Um, so, well, I I know, um, man, so so much good stuff. I, I I we'd love to keep talking with you more, but I think, that, um, Mark, you have to. You have yeah, to I got a to... hotel Transylvania. Oh, fun appointment. Uh, yeah. 
The boat's going to set sail. You're really saying that's yeah. more important than the Clone Wars? I'm not the <laughs> kids that have been coming in going, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you well, ready? that's okay. Well, well, we will let you go. When the kids are that age, they take a bit of a priority over a podcast. This is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, guys, congratulations on everything. I, I, again, I, it's awesome to have you guys on our network. It's awesome to have started on the network with you guys and and evolved from there. Um, you know, my my whole podcast network and everything did branch out from EU Cast. So, also EU Cantina and the roots, man. The roots go for a long way. So, I love it. I love the yeah. fact that you guys yeah. are still podding strong. Keep it going. Well, thanks for, thank you for thank joining you, us and talking Clone Wars. It's always so much fun having you on. You've been such a big part of the show. Uh, for right. you know, really since the beginning, yeah. I've been constantly yeah, have. coming on as a guest, and so it's fun to have you back. And well, it's been words. it's been a blast, and you guys will always be my shiny boys. <laughs> oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. That's oh, so nice you. of you. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, thanks, Mark. And you want to tell people where they can uh, they can find you and hear more of what you're working on. Well, you know me and all the other fine podcasts on the Star Wars Report Second Airborne Podcast Division. All those great episodes of Star Wars Beyond the Film, Star Wars Report, uh, Padawan's Perspective are all ones that I'm doing over there. And then we've got other shows like this fine, fine establishment here. Uh, Cloud City Casino is on there. Bookworms is on there. Wampa's Lair is on there. We've got lots of shows, lots of fun stuff for you. And of course, uh, if you're out there and you see me as the Logical Rogue 2, you know, that's me, unless, of course, you're seen on PlayStation 4, and that's my son, shoot him, aim to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you later. Take care. See you, Mark. And, uh, you know, speaking of Star Wars Report and, and, and good friends we've made over the years, uh, we thank you, Bethany, for joining. We're excited to have you on as we celebrate 10 years of the Clone Wars. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, man, I am so glad I got to make it to this call. Um, wow. Us too. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Can you, can you believe 10 years? Been long... been go- Clone Wars has been gone for 10 years. No. I, I actually, for some reason, despite the fact that I know that, like, obviously I've known about this episode that you guys were recording for a while because you invited me on. I was like, yeah, 10 years celebration woo and then i was like but it didn't dawn on me until like just now and i was literally staring at my computer for a second like what 10 years I know. <laughs> it's so hard to believe us you know we we've been you know you've been a constant you and riley unfortunately riley, riley couldn't make it tonight but you and riley have been a constant get constant guests on the on the show since pretty much the beginning i think um and it's been always so much fun having you on, and and now of course you know teaming up with uh, Star Wars Star Wars Report and and Ion Cannon, and uh, we wanted to to bring you on and, and and talk about you know the last ten years of of Clone Wars and and we talk Clone slash Ion Cannon, um, which I don't, I don't think we ever mentioned earlier in the show. We we ended up renaming it midway through, and when the Clone Wars ended, we we renamed the show because. Um, well, we couldn't really talk clones if there wasn't a Clone Wars. But uh, well, you know, on the other hand, if we'd just been a little more patient, <laughs> right? We could have waited five years. Yeah, it would have made sense. Again. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, but actually, let, let, let's start with the uh, the with Comic Con because we we talked about it briefly earlier. But Bethany, you were there at the tenth anniversary panel at Comic Con. How was that? Oh wow! It's it is actually one of the most emotional Star Wars panels I've ever been to and I've been to some amazing panels uh, including some with you guys and 
Oh, you want so like the fun. full breakdown? Well, do, do, like do, we don't spend yeah. a ton of time. I think yeah, you did a, give, didn't you do a recap on uh, Star Wars Report as well? But yeah, let us, I want to love to hear your thoughts and we can just kind of reminisce on about the Clone Wars and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first of all, when I went there, it was the, the whole panel had this kind, kind of very nostalgic, reminiscent feel of like, oh, we loved the Clone Wars so much, didn't you? Yeah, look at this scene. Or, or and and Dave Dave Filoni was one thousand percent trolling the entire panel, <laughs> like the entire time, and like be... showing, like he would like all this artwork would come up on screen, and here's like concept art of what could have been, but what's no longer, and he like wouldn't this have been an amazing art, but yeah, no, not to be, and and isn't this really cool, and like yeah, these were just the ideas we had about possibly moving forward. And so it was reminiscing, but it was also very, very much a what could have been. And then it turned into a, it's not just what could have been, but it's what's what might be yeah, yeah. and what's <laughs> coming. And um, the vast majority of the uh, audience was uh, like very skeptical, including me. Like I was sure mm-hmm. when he started talking about announcing something and do you guys want to know something cool? Like, I, I was thinking, oh, yeah, here's the box set. Like, a lot of people were like, the box set, right? And um, he started the trailer, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cruel because this is like another, this is like an even more difficult what could have been. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that would have been hard. <laughs> yeah, so the trailer started, and I was like, this is like this is cool, but this is kind of mean. And, like, there are a few gasps in the audience. of like, oh, this is so cool. But it hadn't dawned on anybody until a few seconds passed. And then you see Anakin and you're like, wait, I do not remember that in mm-hmm. any scene in any of what? Like, what is this? And so you're like, maybe they'll, maybe they're, they'll do like they've patched together some episodes or they've like finished a few things for us to see that they're throwing into the box set. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like halfway through the trailer, I have tears running down my face and I am this close to openly sobbing and... I have Riley sitting to my left and my buddy Nick sitting to my right and I'm just like tears are streaming down my <laughs> face and I'm staring at the screen stunned like like this is these are actual episodes but there's a part of me like this this better not be like some cruel trick where we get like <laughs> an episode or something like that and then I was like people were like whispering and shouting and like there, there was an Ahsoka Tano sitting in front of me in full gear, and <laughs> she was sobbing, like completely full on sobbing, and yeah, it, it was, it was incredible. It was, it was really incredible. It was deserved. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, like I, I hadn't even realized how much I missed it. I know. You know, to go from the beginning of the series where Riley basically had to. Con- convinced me to watch it really and i was super skeptical wow. of ahsoka and <laughs> i was like oh my gosh she's so annoying yeah but you weren't the only one because we brought yeah. that up a lot yeah. of people yeah. were very skeptical about that character i don't know if i've ever heard that that that, that part where riley was convincing you to, to watch clone wars he, he did actually yeah. he he pretty much convinced me to give it a try because mm-hmm. i had not watched much animation at the time either mm-hmm. so i wasn't necessarily used to an animated style particularly that kind like you know i'd watched some old cartoons and stuff but i i don't think i'd ever actually made it through an entire animated series prior to the clone wars mm-hmm. yeah 
It, 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 and the Clone Wars, like, yeah, I think we were talking about earlier, it starts, it started off good, right? But, but not amazing. And then all of a sudden, like, it just kicks up into, into high gear in seasons two and three and just keeps going and, like, just getting better every, every, every single time, every single season until, until that end where, oh, man, it just, it was, it was painful when yeah. they, they canceled well, the show. Yeah, but technically, there's not, you could you could still say the end, but it's not the end yet. Oh right, I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, which is, which is the coolest thing. And and Bethany, if I was there, I don't know how you were able to keep it together and sit there and go, "They've got to be tricking us. They've got to be tricking us. It's going to be stuff on the DVD. They're going to put it on the Blu-ray." If that were to have happened, do you, would you imagine the uproar that would have been in that place if they were going to say all the stuff is going to go straight to the DVD instead oh, yeah. of being released yeah. that way? I mean, yeah. to that kind of a tease. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I could have sworn it was going to be like yeah. a yeah digital release, like a 4K release or something, and that was it. But it was so much better. Yeah, it it was funny too. But like the audience reactions were priceless and very emotional. Like there there were a number of people openly crying, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of like shouting and cheering and laughing and kind of, there there was like this incredulous what is happening. Mm-hmm. Like that that was kind of the general reaction. Like I heard somebody shout somewhere off to my left, no way. Like <laughs> so That was that was that me was... screaming from miles and miles away. I mean I it's hard to believe that was my reaction. It's so hard to yeah. it's still it's it's still hard to believe the show is coming back. I I couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just I was just sitting there like live tweeting away on the Star Wars report account, like let's let's show people cool artwork and stuff like that and like Oh, they're gonna show a little thing. Well, I know we can't video anything, so putting the phone down now. Oh man, I really miss the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and boom. <laughs> and then that happens, and I I'm like on three hours of sleep because we got in super late the night before, and I had a volunteer shift in the morning, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, Bethany, don't get too emotional. <laughs> like, you didn't realize how attached to this show you were. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Crazy. It was incredible, and seeing seeing Amy Ratcliffe react on stage mm-hmm. too, because she was moderating and she didn't even yeah. know, and she was standing there with like her hand over her, her mouth. I'm pretty sure she was crying. <laughs> Ashley was definitely crying, and yeah, I, yeah, I read her tweets. I, I read Amy's tweets, and it was like she had. I think she knew right before they went on stage. I think that's if I read it correctly. That's when she found out. So, and she had to keep it inside the whole time during that panel. Yeah. Can't even imagine. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. It sounded like such a great, great celebration of, of 10 years of, of Clone Wars. And I do wish I could have, like, we could have been there. Uh, didn't work out scheduling wise, but um, it sounded like such a, a wonderful, wonderful time. And I'm glad you were, I mean, I you think, were able to I be there. I think the whole, like, the whole fan community really celebrated online too. I mean, yeah. we'll mm-hmm. always have. Everybody has something to complain about with everything, obviously. But I think as a whole, the fan community online was just really excited because it, it was like it started out as a good show, but it mm. it got really great. Like, yes. talk about a show that improved from good to like something that uh, I mean, I know that I'm a bit of a Star Wars fanatic, but at the same time, are you, are you sure? Uh, I'm a little bit, a tiny bit, a tiny bit. <laughs> but I think we all but are. At the same time, like, uh, 
there's a, there was a reason I had never really watched animation before because I I didn't like it because I I wasn't used to it somehow mm-hmm. and and I I have always been a little bit picky about uh, TV shows and movies like I I like cheesy shows mm-hmm. um, you know I, I watch some of the rather cheesy superhero shows that are on now right now and I love them but that's because I love superhero shows um, but like the Clone Wars fan, that, that that it's held such a special place in our hearts. And there's a part of me that's wondering how, like, how do you guys think you'll react with it coming back now? Like, what's it going to feel like when you're watching your first new episode? I think we're going to be able to put that on a podcast when it first comes out. <laughs> it, it's certainly going to be yeah. weird after five years. Well, probably six yeah. at that point. Um, because I'm guessing it's coming next year. Um, it's going to be weird, but it's going to be so yeah. kind of like coming home in many ways. I yeah. I think I think William, you summarize it because it's gonna, it, it's going to be it's going to be a relief because we're finally going to get as as the crawl showed, basically a war without end until now, mm-hmm. and you finally get to see. And I'm going to say this, and I've said it before. Dave Filoni is going to take the show out the way he wanted to, the way he took out Rebels. He's going to finally tell the story of the Clone Wars and take it out the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's his way. And that's what I'm really looking forward to seeing is how he takes all that hard work he did for all these seasons and sum it up in 13 episodes, which is going to be the most roller coaster ride to the finish we are yeah. ever going to experience with this show. Oh, yeah. And also, I have to... <laughs> kind of a, a brief side tangent, but I don't know what's up with Matt Lanter, but he must be, like, really lucky because all of his shows get uncanceled. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> Clone, Clone Wars canceled for five years, all of a sudden comes back. His other show, uh, Timeless, canceled three days later, brought back. Canceled again the next year, a month later, brought back as, like, another movie. I'm like, what? how does he do this? <laughs> He's any, lucky. So any show Matt Lander's on, chances are it'll get revived if it's canceled. So yeah, he's, he's just <laughs> a walking revivalist. Wow. Exactly. Walk by TV shows rise from the dead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> really? Hey, you think we, uh, you can walk by Firefly? Have, yeah, yeah. Firefly. Uh, uh, also BSG. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, oh God, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, a couple others. Please. I think he has to be in the original series though. That's the that's the oh, problem. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, a weird one rule. lucky guy. The force is with him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so let's see. Uh, so what's do you have a favorite episode, Bethany? I think. Well, and, and I don't know if Steve, Tom and Stephen, you guys mentioned this yet. So let, we'll we'll go around and uh, through oh, everyone. Geez, you're putting me on the spot. That's, yeah. That's do you, tough. Or, or or favorite arc or favorite moment in Clone Wars? Maybe. Okay, I've come up with a favorite arc, but Bethany, you go first. Okay. Um, so for me being in the military all and all, and just the characters that I love in the Clone Wars and some of the storytelling that I love, it's not necessarily the arc that I think is maybe the best told or best made, but I love the Umbara arc. Mm. Like that, mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite favorites in the Clone Wars. Um, and it's just because you, you see, you see what the what the clones actually might wind up having to deal with uh, when they can't trust their leaders, and um, you, you see 
you see is essentially a, a chain of command issue that's significantly more serious than even what we see in The Last Jedi. And mm-hmm. as somebody mm-hmm. who's in the military who loves diving into leadership, um, and I've been active in leadership development and mentoring and stuff like that for like even longer than The Clone Wars has been out. Like I, I started like actively being involved in leadership activities and training and mentoring and stuff uh, when I was 19, and that was a little ways ago now. <laughs> um, but uh, so that that was really fascinating to see them start to really dive into some of those issues that can come with a prolonged war like that, fought mm-hmm. in so many places by so many different people who have so many different issues, um, and what can happen when... You're fighting a war on so many fronts, mm-hmm. and you might start losing track of that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a fantastic, fantastic yeah. arc. I completely agree. <clears throat> I loved that one. And the, the problem is just too many to pick from. Like, I, I made a list of some of, some of my favorites, and even then, I know it's 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 incomplete, but it just shows how many how much good content there was. Um, Tom, what what do you think your favorite was? Okay, I've got two. I okay. cannot remember the... Well, first off, I'm going to go to the episode, the, the four-arc episode where you had Fives and Tup, where the uh, chip malfunctioned. Yes. Because I just watched that recently. Yes, yes, yes. That, yes. that whole arc was it, it was... it was very telling because it was... was in the Lost Missions. The Lost Mission. Yeah. It was a very good premonition of what's to come. And you could tell the confusion on the clone troopers' faces when they were just like, the mission, the mission, um, you know, the dreams, you were dreaming every night, the nightmare, that type of stuff. You, you see that when the helmets come off. Um, and then at the end, you know, God, I can't remember what Five says at the end because it's just so tragic. It's like, finally, he's at peace or something like that. That last arc, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. The other one I enjoyed was I brought it up earlier was the one in which they did the the theme of the I, I think it had Admiral Trench in there, mm-hmm. but it had the, the submarine theme. Where oh, it was very claustrophobic yes. ship. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. And, was, and uh, it had the season, red lights as if you're on a season two. red lights if you're on a submarine and, and it was all that. I loved Cat that one. Pardon? Cat and mouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. That one sticks in my mind because of just that whole submarine feel. Because I love the hunt for Red October. Um and and uh, run silent, run deep, all those type of movies. I I love war movies. Uh, I guess I won't watch Battle of the Bulge again because I read something about that. It's like never again. But when it came to that type of theming, how they're able to pull a submarine movie and a theme and put that in Star Wars, really worked very well. So um, and then there's also too many, too many episodes yeah. to go back and remember. But those two stick in my head. Stephen, what about? Or Bethy, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? What oh, about I, I was just like the Mortis arc just suddenly yes. popped into my mind. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking yeah. about like different genres uh, within the Clone Wars, that is something I absolutely loved about the Clone Wars. You know, they never hesitated to try and do like you know Umbara, which is more military chain mm-hmm. of command, um, Jedi and clone themed, or the submarine movie, or bring up the issues of slavery, or do something that's way more mystical, like mm-hmm. the Mortis arc. And that, like the Mortis arc, that that was. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. and and the fact that they brought it back in in Rebels and kind of tied it. 
little bit, not not too in depth, but they still were able to tie into it, and it was just such a trippy episode, but so fascinating. Um, Mortis was, yeah. was was so good, but, but yeah. you're right that that yeah. was one of the things that was special about Clone Wars. They could kind of dive into all these different genres, even going like, you know, the 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 Godzilla episode with the Zillow Beast, uh, which is one of the <laughs> yeah. you know, st- still a standout episode. Like, and which, if I remember correct, cinematically was beautiful. Oh, where oh, they had oh, the tanks down there with the, with the big Zillow Beast. I mean, and whatever happened to the Zillow Beast? Because if I remember correct, Palpatine kind of hid that sucker away somewhere, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He took a, uh, I think he took some of the DNA of the Zillow Beast. Yeah, uh, and so mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Zillow Beast could return. We never found out what happened with that. Uh, I would love to see a continuation. I see. doubt it's going to happen in <laughs> the next twelve episodes, but it'd be it'd be so cool. I, I, yeah, Zillow Beast is another one of my favorites. Steven? Yeah, I was gonna say I, you keep mentioning all the ones I was gonna mention. That's okay. Uh, you can you can we, mention we them again. Really, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, landing at Point Rain was a, a yes. personal yes. high point. For yes. Me. Yeah. It just did such a great job of make like uh, basically the Normandy of uh, Star Wars. I guess is probably how mm. I would describe it. Um, similar to the Umbar arc, and it's kind of like more military theme, but it was just fantastic. And actually, I still remember to this day the discussion we had about how they could show all the Geonosians that were burnt to a crisp. Uh, by flame troopers, <laughs> yeah, on, like like on television, and it was okay for some reason. Well, and, uh, well, they forgot just, about that stuff. Yeah, uh, versus was, like the the scene with Asajj Ventress where she uh, was she decapitated one of the clone troopers, or or no, wasn't uh, that wasn't that Darth Maul decapitating Previsla? Well, there was that, but no, remember there was the scene that was actually cut from the broadcast uh, of Asajj Ventress. Um, oh. I'm- I totally forgot that I one. Forget which, which one, which episode it was. Now it was, I think it was on one of the Camino episodes. I think she decapitated a clone trooper, and they cut it. But in the in the DVD, they added it back in. And uh, but you're right. They they really started to push the push the boundaries of what they could do with like you know the charred charbroiled um, Genosians or the um, you know Ahsoka Zombie landing and like testers. decapitating all those those. Uh, those enemies, uh, what were the Trandoshans maybe, or what was it now? Remember when she jumps in the middle of them and decapitates all four of them at once? And uh, yeah, oh, was... oh, wait a minute, wasn't there another thing? Oh, what am I thinking? Yeah. Um, was it Savage? Was it Savage who also took out? It was Prince, or am I getting it mixed up? Prince Zizor's race, because you saw them around a table. Uh, oh oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm vaguely remembering. Yes. This. Yeah. There was something nasty with that one because there was four of them around a table. You're right. And Savage I was very savage. <laughs> I yeah. can't remember, but yeah. But that entire anything to do with the Night Sisters and <laughs> Savage got pretty. Like Creep. I was cringing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I got creeped out by that. Like, yeah. But the story was so good, starting with you know yeah. Night Sisters, monsters, and witches of the mist. Where they brought back, they, they were able to find Savage Opress, and then, you know, uh, um, they, the brothers in Revenge, where they, they, they revived Darth Maul, and then Darth Maul's story continued with Eminence, Shades of Reason, and the Lawless, which is just an amazing, amazing episode. And that the uh, the whole yeah, Darth that, Maul that slash Savage Maul story. And yes, yes. Uh, it was, I mean, yeah. First was Maul and Vizsla, yeah. and then followed by Maul versus Maul and Savage versus Palpatine. Uh-huh. And then Savage yeah, is taken cool. out. I will never forget that yeah, one. Yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, uh, man, it's hard for me. I, I still think Mortis is one of my favorites. Um, but I also, as it should be, but yeah. I, I, I also loved, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to choose. I also love a lot of the mall arcs. Um, uh, the Jedi who knew too much to catch a Jedi and the wrong Jedi where Ahsoka's on the run and then eventually leaves the Jedi order is That's a, true. is a heartbreaking, uh, uh, trilogy of, of episodes, but so, so well done. Um, music. Oh, I know the music was just amazing. Yeah. So like, yeah, still brings, you know, tears to your eyes thinking about it. Uh, and then we got some more out there ones that were still turned out to be really well, good as well. Like, uh, the hunt for zero or <laughs> that one, that was, a oh. and, and, and zero <laughs> yeah. in general, he was yeah. one of those characters. That... Who, and who can forget Jabba's child? Yes. Yeah. Stinky. <laughs> a rod of the yeah, hut. that's right. I couldn't remember his name. Stinky. <laughs> Who who could forget Stinky? Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> um, the show also though gave us like some amazing characters, including <clears throat> we talked about some of them already, but you know, Cad Bane, um, still one of my favorite bounty hunters of all time, and you know, part of the 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 fantastic um, episodes like uh, Hostage Crisis or Deception, Friends and Enemies, the Box, and Crisis on Naboo with the the Reiko Hardeen arc. Uh, where Obi-Wan went undercover and assumed someone else's identity. Um, loved loved that arc. Um, all the, the Mandalorian episodes with Satine. There was just, just too many good ones to pick so from. So much good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the Yoda arc with the Force. Order 66. Like, ah. Especially near the end, it's just like all of them. <laughs> Can I just pick all yeah. of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying not to do that, and yeah. then I, I like verbally tripped, and the Mortis arc came out. So it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna stay the Avara arc, and then like let no, that's okay. Talk. We can you can you can pick more than one. That's totally fine. Um, we also got the return of a lot of really cool characters, like uh, Qui Gon came back, and Shmi, mm-hmm. uh, and many 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 other favorites. Um, in the, the old in the version of Ahsoka was fascinating too. Oh yes, yes. Which I think is still yeah. technically older than we've seen her in Rebels. I think although so. Although it's kind of closer, definitely closer to that time period. It's more like Shock T style Ahsoka versus mm. Ahsoka the White. Right. Yes. Which oh man, I still want to. Are we these. are we just calling her Ahsoka the White now? Like, is that a, an accepted <laughs> thing? Or uh, I've never heard of that one right now. <laughs> really, yeah, I think it's valid. It. <laughs> this yeah. is like Gandalf. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, it's, that's <laughs> valid. It's, it's not wrong. Be Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But yeah, okay. um, I I'm I have some memes to send you guys post show. Okay, oh. sounds good. I love it. Send them on. <laughs> send them on. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, but man, it's just you know, there's there's one thing we are missing. Uh Katie Lucas actually wrote a couple episodes. She did, yeah. George Lucas's daughter, and I remember, um, the uh, I I remember actually one of my one of the coolest memories. She she wrote Jedi Crash. I remember, uh, and then also some of the Night Sisters uh, episodes, uh, and some other ones too. She wrote like Sphere of Influence and stuff, but uh, she I think um, you know Assassin. Um, but she, she wrote the whole Night Sisters arc and still one of my favorite memories are, I remember Lucasfilm had a screening of, for yes. the, for the, for the Night Sisters arc. And were you there too, Steven? 
Yeah, actually, yeah, I think you were. Yeah, so okay. So it was the two of us. The reason I'll always remember that is uh, I was able to bring my younger brother with me. And yeah, he won the R two D two droid phone that they were giving away oh, with right. questionnaires. About that. that. Oh, cool. cool. I forgot he won yeah. that. Yeah, it was like, and he's the biggest R two D fan there is. So, so it's perfect. For oh, that's winning cool. that was just perfect. It's oh, amazing. It's amazing. But like, I remember Katie Lucas was there watching the episodes because she she'd written them. And just before the lights go down, or was it when they, I think it was, yeah, just before the lights go down, I think it was when... we, we turn around, right, to go, because they, they had, like, said hi, Katie, you know, Katie Lucas had introduced herself briefly before the, before the episode. The lights go down, we turn around, and George Lucas is now sitting next to her, I'm just like, oh, we're watching Star Wars with George Lucas. That's, like, the coolest <laughs> three, thing ever. <laughs> three seats behind us. Yeah, pretty that's, much, yeah. Three rows cool. behind us. And, that's awesome. Yeah, that was uh, such yeah. a cool memory. All, all of the screenings and the fan events, we touched on that earlier. Just yeah. been, Lucasfilm's always been so generous and so welcoming to the fans. And uh, it's, it's really special. And I think it's helped, you know, just o- only strengthen the connection between the fans and the show, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, she wrote 14 episodes. so That many? 14 of them? Wow. wow. I didn't realize it was that many. 14 of 121. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a large number of the episodes. Yeah, that's like an entire, yeah. Yeah. I that that had not clicked with me either. I I, I do, I'm not this random, uh, bountiful knowledge of of you know all the episodes written. I was literally just looking on, I was googling away because I was very oh. curious as to what she <laughs> wrote. But yeah, like 14 of them. That's amazing. That's that's amazing. pretty cool. I, honestly, the the entire writing cast of Clone Wars was extraordinarily strong, and um, mm-hmm. some some very talented talented people. Uh, coming with some excellent uh, episodes, and all, of course, all being mentored by George Lucas in the writers' room, and it's just a—it was a special time, I think, for yeah. for the for the show and for for everyone at Lucasfilm. And I think what really made the series work is it had the main theme of the actual Clone Wars, and you knew that was the one thing running from basically from the start of the season all the way to the end. But they were able to weave everything else, all the other storylines, with the that war as a backdrop and make it all work and cohesive enough to where you could follow the story. Just amazing how these guys were able to do it and yeah. plot it all out and make it work. Yeah, it was, it was. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's characters that will forever live with us, uh, you know, that we'll always love and big and small, you know, even, even, you know, got, we got Gregor, like seeing the Republic commandos <sighs> come in. Remember rain, at yeah, celebration yeah. and we saw the Republic yeah. commandos come off the shuttle for the first time in the pouring rain and everyone just went crazy. I still remember seeing that. In, I, uh, was that celebration? Yeah, that was at yeah. celebration. Was it, was it celebration four or, or five? Maybe I think it was Anaheim. Maybe Anaheim. Yeah. I, think I it forget. Was, now. It may have been Anaheim because I do remember Dave talking about, Hey, that's nice rain, isn't it? Exactly. And everyone's just like oh, freaking yeah. out about the, <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, uh, the the introduction of the Republic Commandos and yeah, yeah, oh, would have loved to have seen more of them though. But that's okay. But hey, least, at least at least they're, we they're got canon. them. Yeah, we yeah, got them after canon. showing up in the game, and you yeah. know, um, we even got some interesting dynamics between uh, you know Anakin, Padme, and uh, you know Rush Clovis, Senator Clovis, as well, um, who Anakin was very jealous of, and. Um, I think one of my favorite minor characters, Dr. Nuvo Vindi. Yeah, 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 You know, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Blue Shadow Virus, right? Yeah, exactly. Is it Blue Shadow um, Virus? 
That might be my least favorite episode of the <laughs> Really? <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> okay. But, but you have to admit, there is one very big character in a very small package that wasn't that bad in the episodes he was in, and that was Colonel Gascon. Oh, Mieber Gascon. Yeah. I liked Mieber Gascon. <laughs> I mean, just just this big. When you first hear it, just like that's great. He's going to be this really big, dynamic character, <laughs> and, and he's like he's too, small enough you know, to fit into an R two droid. Yeah, he's yeah. like you know, yeah. six inches tall. What a great. lovable character. Yeah, he was. He really for those episodes, he really was. Yeah. But okay, did they ever explain this one? Did they ever explain how Gascon knew Gregor was a Republic Commando? Because if I remember the episode correctly. It was just like this big, or Gregor was actually on that planet, and it was just this this hollow, uh, hollow in in front of Gregor. Just like your name is Gregor, blah 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 blah. You're a commando, blah 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 blah. And that basically triggered Gregor to remember he was a commando instead of being a um, dishwasher. Oh, at I the, forgot uh, it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about yeah. that. Completely. Yeah. Did they ever that. explain that away? Because it was almost as if well, he's a it's colonel. Almost as if they knew. knew Gregor he, was on that planet. He must have known somehow. Okay. Known. Um, but you know, yeah, we got, worked. Yeah, because there's so many other other things too. We got you know, the the whole underwater battle on on uh, Mon Cal, and um, the the Zygerian, uh, uh pirates with it were all based on the Star Wars, um, the the comic series. Um, which one? Which one was that? I, f- I forget now. Um, Star Wars Legends, I think it was comic series. The other, the other Legends. <laughs> oh, and um, then and then we also got we got more of a backstory to Tarkin. Yes, yes. Tarkin the, the made Citadel his appearance around all this, and he became a in the Citadel. I think was his first appearance with even Peel, and then he eventually became this big adversary for Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's man. There was so much good, so much good stuff in this series. That, uh, and we covered all that. Yeah, there we was even remember the remember the pilot episode uh, uh, for the it was with the um, was it not not Children of the Forest? It was the uh, the lightsaber. Oh uh, yeah, episode and, with the, the uh, younglings. Remember the younglings yep. episode where yeah, there was actually, originally. Did we ever find out for sure that it was a pilot episode? I think it was. was remember just... at Celebration, it was. Um, oh, it, oh, they did a screening. They actually did two screenings that year at Celebration. One was. Um, one was was it? Oh, it was Night Sisters Monster and Witches of the Mist. It was that one. I think that they screened at Celebration. Um, uh, was it? I think so. And then they did, so. um, or maybe it was Mortis. It was one of the two. And then they did, um, they did Padawan Lost. That was the name of the episode. That was. Mm-hmm. Sup- uh, actually going to be a pilot for a spinoff show of the Clone Wars. Um, so a backdoor with, pilot. With the three younglings, Khalifa, Jinx, and Omer. Uh, or Omer. Um, and I guess for whatever reason, they end up not going with a, uh, a full series. But they did a special screening at Celebration that was only for kids. I think you had to be like 12 and younger or something. And if you're yeah. accompanied by an adult, then you could go to the screening. Otherwise, you couldn't. Um. Yeah, and uh, nothing ever came of that one, but uh, they did a they did a pilot screening mm-hmm. at least, and it was a one off <clears throat> one off episode. That if you know if you watch Clone Wars normally, you would never notice that it was a mm-hmm. potentially a pilot for a spinoff, but then it, it was indeed. Hmm. And of course, all the all the Wookiee episodes 
as well. Yeah. Chic with the trained oceans. And man, we, I think we go on forever talking about this, but, um, well, we have gone on for 10 years as a podcast. <laughs> exactly. You can go back and listen to 10 years worth of episodes. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> for that. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years, both of the clone wars and the fact that we've been doing this mostly weekly, except when the show's off the air for yeah. 10 years. It's crazy. And we've also gone? covered we've covered books, you know yeah. we've we've Rebel branched out a bit stuff. other than just doing the shows. We've covered the movies, we've done books, yeah. you know. But so it's hard to believe we've been, been pretty been solid. Such a big part of that, Bethany. So thank you. Yeah. For... Thank you. I I have enjoyed every time I've been on this show, and I have enjoyed getting to know all of you guys better. Um, and the the Clone Wars, like a huge part of that, was I, I actually wonder if we would all be friends without the Clone Wars, because Mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we met way back in the day, uh, via EU Cantina and Mm -hmm. celebration, but we continued talking because of podcasting and you guys were podcasting because of the Clone War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that's true. There's actually, there's a part of me that wonders if, if some of these, you know, friendships that I've had that have gone on for years and years, uh, and they're the best kind of friendships too. Like you know, even if we don't talk for a long time, we still know at some point we're gonna hang out. We're gonna talk Star Wars. We're gonna yep. be there for each other. It's like it's an awesome community thing. And absolutely, like, there, there, yep. there are because I was thinking about you know coming on this episode with you guys, and it it kind of dawned on me too that in some ways. The Clone Wars was a huge proofing ground for continuing Star Wars on the screen. And it That's wasn't true. necessarily on the big screen, That's very but true. it was on the little screen. And it was a huge part of that. But not only that, Clone Wars, in a lot of ways, was a proving ground for having different types of Star Wars on a screen. To portray non-Skywalker story arcs, to portray you know anything from like, submarine to mystical mm-hmm. to zombie uh and now we have movies coming out the star wars stories movies and in some ways those are are breaking that ground too but the clone wars uh, did a bit of paving of that path like yeah. <clears throat> that's actually I, an excellent I, point i yeah you know, i don't even think about that it really did pave the pave the way for all the content we're getting now Mm-hmm. Could you could you also say that when we started, it was about at the infancy of podcasting at that time? It was close. It, it wasn't really, the beginning, but it was, it was yeah, definitely it was, closer. Yeah, it, it was it was close enough to where it's not as you could you could there say weren't as many podcasts as it is today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say it was it was when podcasting was really starting to become a thing. So not yeah. when it was in its infancy, but like right when it had learned to to like walk and was starting to learn to run. I'll agree yeah, with that. Exactly. No, I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's been it's been a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I am so excited to talk Clone Wars again when when the the next season comes well, out. We not only get Clone Wars, but we also get Star Wars Resistance too. Yes, that's yes. the next step for us. Is both of them. Yeah. It's interesting to me that we haven't it, heard much about Resistance yet. Well, we'll probably we'll hear something at some point when they're ready. Yeah. Stephen, though, you're gonna say something? Uh, it just. Thinking back, you know, we were talking about, you know, our reactions to the original Clone Wars movie. Uh, can you imagine 10 years ago, 
Clone Wars movie comes out to, I'm going to say less than stellar reviews. Can you imagine someone telling you that, oh yeah, don't worry, in 10 years, they're going to announce that they're bringing this show back. And you'll be in there tears. Are literally, there are literally <laughs> yeah. people crying in the room yeah. from joy. Yeah. And 10 years I, later, you'll still be talking about it for an hour or two a week. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> very true. It's amazing. I mean, it's it, amazing. It's very, yeah. very true. Amazing. Would not Something have thought else. that yeah. 10 years ago. But, you know, look, look where we are. And we've made, you know, I think you, you said it very well, Bethany. We've made some amazing friends that, you know, friendships that have stood the test of time and i think will continue uh for 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 a very very long time because uh because of this this show and um you know it's it's really special that's really special mm-hmm. in so many levels yeah so well i think uh any other final thoughts on 10 years of the clone wars before we wrap up i i do um uh, t- well, Stephen, you go first. I'll, I'll just say very briefly. I'll I'll uh, toast to ten more of years of Clone Wars. Yes, absolutely. I don't. I don't. Water it's not as me. likely, but I'll toast to it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Well, it's going to happen. Ten years. Whether or not there's any more content after the next twelve. <laughs> that's oh, the... okay. Sure. Now the podcast. The podcast could keep going for another ten yeah, years. Podcast. Yeah. We'll be old well, and gray was... and still podcasting together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be older. I'll be older then. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to get sentimental here, guys. I actually want to spend, I want to say thank you to the two of you for 10 years of this. Um, cause really we did not meet in person until when, what, two years ago? No, no more no, than no. two years ago. It was probably four oh. years in though. Yeah. Right. It was a few years in. Yeah. yeah. It was and all over the internet. Yeah. And and we've been podcasting for that long, and I I gotta I gotta thank you guys for you know, it's it's always been a three person show, and that I think is the reason why it works. And bringing guests on like Bethany, like Mark, like you know Austin, it it's always been something where it's the three of us, but there's always another voice in there, and we've been able to keep this going for ten years. Like I thank you guys for keeping that up. I also want to throw out, I have to say a thank you to my family for putting up with me for doing this for 10 years. Because basically my kids, when they started, one was 11 and one was eight when I started this. So they put up with this for 10 years. And uh, I got to say thank you to my family for that. But biggest thank you goes to the two of you for doing this and and keeping this up for 10 years. Thank you. Likewise. You guys are good friends. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Yeah, I had I had you. to throw that out there because, I mean, really, I tell people at work that been doing this for ten years, and everybody at work is like, "Congratulations!" And you you realize that I've been at my job for the same amount of time I've been doing this podcast. Wow. Well, it wouldn't yeah. work without good it, friends like 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 you both. Well, and absolutely. It's hard to believe. Like now, you know, like <laughs> so when Stephen and I when we start we started this, you know, we were all in different cities. Now, I mean, you're you're still bit further away but steven and i live you know 10 minutes away from each other and you know hang yeah, out all the time and it's it's hard to believe you know and all the good friendships we came we've, we've created yep. with all the guests and the listeners it's, who you know we interact with and you know try to have on the show as much as possible and you know people like you bethany and and riley and mark and and austin who are all i think I, you know i consider some of my my my, my best friends mm-hmm. uh, all because of the show yeah. so thank you yeah, absolutely. Anyway, 
Yeah, well, I think we better get out of here. Yeah, before, before we, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Tom, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, uh, I know that. Well, I mean, definitely. Well, don't get all mushy on me. <laughs> I'm not going to get mushy on you. I got I to gotta put Sabine out, so she's behind me kind of going, I need to get outside now. See, even your dogs are named after uh, yes. <laughs> Star my dog, Wars. Is, my dog is officially named Sabine Wren. That is her name. That's so awesome. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Well... Bethany, I want to thank you for joining us yeah, on thanks, this Bethany. special episode. I'm glad we were able to be able to bring you on and talk about not just your experience at the, at the at the panel, which of course was amazing, but just your thoughts on the Clone Wars in general, given how important you've been to this this show. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and like being back on brings so many memories that I can spend a lot of time reminiscing about. <laughs> um, but. You, you guys all hold a, a special place for me in my Star Wars fandom, and I look forward to like talking more Clone Wars with you guys. Yes. We'll soon have enough. you back on when the episodes air. It'll be soon. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, well, thanks. And you want to tell people where they can find you before we wrap up? Sure. Uh, so you can find me most places online at Bethany L. Blanton. I'm on Twitter can find me on instagram and occasionally facebook although i would be lying if i said that i was on there much uh and yeah you can find stuff that i do sometimes over at starsreport.com and here as well occasionally yes yep. exactly exactly and, and we we love our partnership with you guys in star wars report and it's it's really fun that we've been able to continue that for for so long so thank you um so I think with that, we're going to wrap up our 10th anniversary extravaganza. Uh, there's always more Clone Wars and uh, Rebels and everything else to talk about. But we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks with our, our next episode. We've got Resistance coming up very soon. I think the rumor is mid-October. I mean, it's not much of a surprise given that oh. you know every season of Clone Wars pretty much started in October. But I think I heard uh, August 15th is the rumor for Germany. I wouldn't be surprised if it's about the same date everywhere else. Um, we've okay. got Thrawn to review the our, our Rebels for that one. series recap, which should be a lot of fun coming up. So, um, and, and much, much more. So, stay tuned. We've got a lot more content coming your way. We've got at least another 10 years, at least yep. to go with the three of us, at right? At least another 10 years for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make it to 20, folks. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that, guys. I'm planning to go to 20 on this show. <laughs> then I think I'm going to retire. 20, that's a good number. 20? Yeah, yeah. good round <laughs> number. Exactly. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.